All right, everybody. Welcome back to your weekly, ep- well, bi-weekly episode of the Buckbuster Podcast, where we sit here and we talk about anything and everything hockey. <laughs> I saw the brain glitch in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that Ethan.exe has stopped working. Well, my name oh, is Ethan, followed by three esteemed gentlemen and Kyle. Um, <laughs> yay! Hi! Hi, boys. Hi. Hi. This is the most awkward start to a show we've had so far. <laughs> 124 episodes, something like that. No, no, we're talking about season one. Let's not forget season dude, one. Dude, I've, I've gone back recently and listened to a couple of the episodes of season one, and dude, oh my god. We're, we're, we're just, not necessarily bad, you just tell we were just, no, we just weren't quite comfortable with speaking yet, and just not, we, I think it was more of a, conf, we weren't confident in our speaking, like our, our intelligence and our... Like our hockey knowledge and quite that yet, and I, I think what it comes down to is the experience. Like obviously, yeah. none of us had the experience prior to to this show. I think the only one that would have would have been me because I, I said I took a communications class about every year in high school. Mm. There's some years I took no, two or three in the same year. You, you would think that you know, with me doing you know part like going to college partially and doing you know communications, doing the commu- uh, communications degree, you would think that I would be you know. Have some of an idea, but no, I don't. Oh, and I guess that makes I'm sense. I know, you did, I know you did communications too. Yeah. I guess that's why oh, it makes sense why me and Colin both had the idea to, to get this thing started. Yeah, but so I'll, I'll be honest with you. It makes I, a lot of sense. I am I am fucking clueless when it comes to this stuff, man. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know if I know a fair amount. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I just know you need a computer, or a microphone, and we work our magic. I said, but yeah, we definitely have right, improved. Aww. <laughs> we, we definitely have improved since season one, which is. Just, I said, just shyness, just our, our hockey knowledge, I think, in general. Even, we pick on Bobo, but even Bobo, his his hockey knowledge in general has really I, improved, too. I think we've had, like, had the hockey, hockey knowledge from here and there. It just, like I said, it's just an experience. None of us had the experience of sitting behind the mic. and do, I mean, granted, you know, each of us have had our own experience with our personal streams and whatever, video game streams. Whether it's, you know, Ethan, myself, Jeff, I don't know, Kyle, you, you upload clips here and there, but, like... When it comes to this, I don't think, I don't think any of us had experience, like true experience. No. Of si- sitting in fire, si- sitting in front of a microphone, knowing that this is going to go out to you know for people to listen to as they please and stuff. You know, it's it's crazy. You know, when we just, you know we stream, just do cl- just do post a funny clip. We don't realize that that funny clip's going to happen. We just find it funny and we post it. You know, mm. not knowing that 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 people are going to going to see like it, it and listen to it. In the time we we're like, okay, we're gonna we're just going to say this in front of you know our friends, the people you know we trust trust our personal relationships with or with our friendships with and you know okay i'm okay with being myself in front of these four you know goobers i would now, say here right now here right now we got some listeners out in what fucking brussels we saw we have listeners out in yeah actually i, Wait, was, I know we have a couple over out in california like we have we have listeners all over the place yeah, man. Hold on, let me... dublin ireland like... I, I know our i know our our hot hot spots are here closer to like erie in the pittsburgh area but Wait, look at that one what, what that's a new one we went out in singapore Wow. We gotta pull, put up the live stats right here now, guys. Damn. We got listeners out Sing- in Singapore. Yeah, Bel- Belgium's up here. It's Belgium's technically number four on our list right now. Wow. But e- either way, I mean, mo- most of our hotspots are here in the States. A couple over in you know Europe and whatever. Yeah, that's insane, guys. Frankfurt. That's in Germany. Germany. Frankfurt, Germany. Wow. That's insane. I, say it's I, I know we've had hotspots <laughs> pop up and you know, up and down all, all over the world. We have one in frickin' Mexico. South America, yeah. Florida, looks like. <laughs> I can't see it! 
Eden, Eden, I hope you guys got what I was going with. So I'm not gonna say that on the air, but I didn't. But okay. <laughs> I've known you long enough to where I understand. <laughs> oh no! I didn't catch it either. With all that being said, thank you guys so much for that, man. That's it's insane. I know yeah, just recently we were, we're up to like 2,200 or 2,300 all-time downloads. 2134 is official. Counts. 2134. Okay, I thought we were closer to, to 22, but still, man, that's that's, that's insane. That's We've got up crazy. 20, up 22 percent in the last 30 days. Nice. That's insane, boys. Thank you so much. I said thank you very, very much. Wow, that's crazy. Five five seasons deep of this now. Or is this four? I four, forget now. Four. Fourth season. I forget yeah, now, 20, man. We we came in during the COVID she, yeah. short yeah. season. To the short and 21-22 season, yeah. The only reason I know it's the 21 season. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't have any OHL. The, the one that started in January and they only played, what, 50, 56 games or something? 58 mm, games? Something like that. Like when the division. When they only played the division. Yeah, they had the North Division, the, the East, and coined above with the South Division. The uh, Canadian <laughs> Division. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Start, off, start off every show. Go ahead, Bill. Sorry. I was sorry. Biggest way I keep track of where we're at, because we started – Doing this two weeks before I got that job, I got my job. Oh yeah. So I got hired during COVID season, and we started this like two weeks after I got hired. Wow. Damn. I out. still remember our first episode, and we were sitting right down here. I, d- I definitely think it was a different. I know I was sitting there. That's all I know. I think I was sitting there. I think I was sitting. I want to say Ethan was next to me. I was recalling. Was I want to say Bobo, you might have been over here because we figured you were the loudest. The mic would pick you up easier the fir- even if you were far away. And then Colin and Jeffy would have been over here. I was where Bobo was because I had to plug the computer in because we were use at the time we were using my laptop for the recording equipment. Yeah. So. And that cheap ass fucking Amazon microphone <laughs> that we got <laughs> for like thirty dollars or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Still using one microphone, but a much better quality Yeti microphone. So. Yeah, it's a lot better. No sponsors, by the way. But if you'd like to Yeti, please. How about it? I think at the but, time uh, <laughs> we were just like, let's just get into this, get through a season, get something underneath our belts, and we'll go from there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as we start off every episode, let's talk about the Otters, who have been Ugh. painful to watch, if that's Very. easier to say. That Niagara game, boys. That, I'll, I'll Na- just say, nas- I'm nationally happy, televised, man. I'm happy that I had missed those two games. I mean, yesterday's was a better game, even though that's we scored just as many goals as we did the other night. It was <clears> more effort yesterday, especially defensively, goal physically, attending. Physically. Like either, either way. Like, F- I'm effort. Happy. And I'm happy that I missed those games and those frustration moments. You know? Since last recording, we're now, what, 1? Are we 0-4-1? Oh, they got a win on Friday night. And the, the Friday night before the of recording? Okay. Against Guelph and Guelph. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. But we have not won at home since. So, yeah, we're one Four and one, or one three and one since the last recording. Something like, something like that. I think it is one four Wait, and one. When was the last time we recorded? Would have been the fourth. So one. So it was before the. Oh, that's right. It was before the Monday game against uh, Barry, which we lost that. So yeah, we are one, five and one. One five we, and one. Yeah, one five and one. We lost in a shootout against Oshawa that technically last night, yeah. the seventeenth. You know who that? I'll say this. Last night, Erie just dressed their eighth goaltender of the season. That's the sixth one to start, I believe. Yeah. It's just very very confusing. I have an article pulled up that I can read off here that I think it was written by an Otters fan. It it Um, was. Let let me just say this ahead of time while Kyle pulls this up. I I think that whole, like, goaltender thing or the whole, like, card card thing is... It's the most confusing bullshit 
there's out there. Like I, I think the whole. I don't know if this applies to all teams in the CHL or if it just applies to the OHL itself, but it's by far the most confusing stuff thing out there. It really is because they, because based off of what I know, Kyle will read the article. But yeah. Like, uh, I want to give credit to my person, but this was posted by a guy named John Painter. Uh, the website is sweetcarolinechange.wordpress.com. Uh, this is Erie's emergency goalie situation explained. He does say, disclaimer, all of this research has been done by myself and may not may or may not be 100% accurate. And again, this is posted on the February 18th by Sweet Caroline Change. So that's what he's going by. It says, last night the Otters dressed their ninth goaltender of the season, Ethan Frazier, in a 2-1 to shootout loss to the Oshawa Generals, backed up by Jacob Gibbons. Frazier, an overager originally drafted by the Flint Firebirds, made his OHL debut at 21 years old and stopped 40 of 41 shots but ultimately lost short in the skills competition. A lot of people have been wondering what's going on in Erie's goaltending situation, and I'm going to try to break it down as best as I can. It all starts with Ben Godreau's injury. The OHL doesn't, uh, doesn't allow teams to disclose the nature or, of sever- or severity of injuries to their players for good reason. 75% of players are not yet legal adults, so their medical statuses cannot be disclosed. Which, I mean, that, that part is fair. That's understandable. In all honesty, that's fair. So. Uh, what we do know is that Goudreau's last game was January 21st, where he was pulled after the first period and hasn't played since. Twelve days prior, Erie had made a trade at the deadline with Niagara to acquire netminder Charlie Burns. So, with Godreau out, why doesn't Erie just sign Charlie Burns? Why, are the, why, cycling through, why cycling through so many emergency goalies? The answer is a little bit more complicated than you might think. In the OHL, teams have these things called cards, which is essentially just another term for a contract. There are A cards and there are B cards. Player with A cards are your full-time rostered players, while B cards are your developmental players whom their parent teams own the rights of but are playing in lower-tier leagues such as the GoJHL and the OJHL, etc. This is where it gets a little bit more complicated. Teams are only allowed 30 A cards per season to use on their players. However, if a team trades or cuts a player, the original team still retains a player's card for the duration of the season. For example, Nolan Lalonde started the season in Erie and was traded to Sarnia and then traded to Saginaw. All three of those teams technically have Nolan Lalonde's A card, even though he didn't play he was with Sarnia for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't um, there long. The unfortunate part is that Erie Erie the the Erie Otters are out of A cards. You have twenty three rostered players currently, including Godro, and then you have to take account for all the players that were cut or traded or released, being Nolan Lalonde, Kyle Downey, Teo Artichuk, Liam Gilmartin, Colby Saganuk, George Alboim, and Le- Lucas Signoretti, even know what Liam, Kobe, and George were cut before the season, which yeah. is stupid. Uh, in quote, or like in the asterisk he has, this is mostly speculation, but from what I can tell from my research, the reason for OHL teams retaining a released or traded player's card is because included in standard OHL player's contract is a scholarship for university slash college. The retention of player cards was a standard until a few years ago when a few ex-players sued the OHL for losing their scholarships after teams cut their cards. So this was the always OHL situation solution to the problem and ensures that each player, regardless of a trade or release status, is still guaranteed that scholarship. Which I... That's a mouthful. I, I, I understand, like, the, the whole problem with, you know, them getting promised the uh, the scholarship via the OHL. Yeah. But I think the OHL as a league should take that on. And that the teams themselves shouldn't be punished for... 
you know, cutting them, yeah. trading them, whatever. Because, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's a these, these, these OHL or, teams... Or at least raise the amount of eight cards that you're allowed to have. Yeah, because these, these teams, these franchises are just, you know, at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, are trying to do one thing and one thing only, and that's to win a championship. And as, as of right now, like, the, the league is limiting some of these teams to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to go and speak for Eatery because I don't know any other team's situation. So it Yeah. It goes on a little bit more here. It says, so if the Otters trade up for Charlie Burns and own his B card, why can't they just play Gibbons until Gaudreau is healthy enough to return? B cards are only allowed to play 10 OHL games before their B card is turned into an A card, which the Otters are out of as of right now. Burns has only played seven games this season, including one for Niagara before the trade, so he only is eligible for three more games for the Otters. The Otters currently sit in 7th place and have the Western Conference have a 5-point lead over ninth place, Sarnia Sting. Mm-hmm. I would expect to see a few more emergency goalies, which is what, which, sorry. I would expect to see a few more emergency goalies while we all hope that Goudreau is on the closer side of returning from his injury. For, re- for reference, the Otters are 20-11-2 with Goudreau in net, 3-14-2 without him. So, wow. that's, that's scary. to sum it down, not at all, but... <laughs> That's to help explain. I mean, I was wondering the question. So, I'm like, why I don't we just start Burns? Why don't we just start Gibbons more? You I know? think we all had this. Question. But now that that answer is again, that goes credit goes out to John Painter. I'm pretty sure that's because he says, "Oh, I wrote this for for example." So I'm pretty sure that is who wrote it. Uh, so if you listen, I doubt it, but thank you for for the explanation and helping us understand that situation a little bit better. Even though none of us understand it, I don't. So, <laughs> well, thank you. It, it definitely I, I, it's it helps. At least give us. It least, does help. I'll it, give him that. It alleviates the pain, the stress of what's Google. But I, what I don't oh, understand yeah, why, like when we acquired him, were we already out of the A cards when we acquired him? Is that why we had to I'm give ass- him the B card? I'm assuming. I'm assuming that once we get him in the trade, we automatically get his A card. But I mean, we we must have been out once we acquired him. So. That's from a again. It's just. Dumb. I think it's stupid that even players that were cut before the regular season start, like before the first game of the regular season, such as Colby Saganek, Liam Gillard. I, I I think they're count like they're counting towards us if they are a part of our training camp. Probably yeah. Liam, mm-hmm. Colby, you know, we're part of our training I, camp. I, I and they're, they they're were there after training camp. Yeah. So I think something like that is going to be accounting towards that, us, and I I get that it's going to hurt us in the long run, but. You know, the, these players like Nolan and, well, this player like Nolan, wh- who we trade him for, that should technically free up a spot for us for our, the, the A cards, as they say. Yeah. Who, by the way, Nolan is now on, what, a 15-game winning 15 streak? 15-game win streak. <laughs> Wait, regardless of how well Nolan's doing, like, his card should not count against Erie. It should only count against... I can see his counting because he played, he started a couple games for us. I'm talking players that didn't... Play didn't play a snap or a snap, didn't play play a single shift in the regular season, like Liam Gilmartin, Colby Saganek, um, what's his name? George Albon. Or I think George might have played one or two games at the beginning. I said of the Colby season, and um, Colby, Colby and Liam. I know for sure didn't. I know Teo did. Teo played a couple. Teo, play, well, Teo, Teo, Teo did preseason. He did not do regular season. I thought he played a couple in regular. I, I thought he, he played he like the couple when we started off like one and five or whatever. I thought he played one or two of those games. I could be wrong, but hold on. Let me let me pull up the Otters app real fast. I was gonna, but kind of go like, but yeah, that's just it's so confusing. Like, like I don't with the goaltend. Like I, I don't like normally typically when there's a third string goaltend, that's understandable why they have an emerging goaltender. But like how the 
OHL slash CHL has a setup. It's like it's so yeah, just on the roster alone not, right now on the orders up there are six listed. <laughs> Tao did not play. Did he not? Okay. The, the bottom five are as follows from twenty two to twenty six. Georgie, Gibby, Burnsy, Pierogi, Fraser. Perowski? Perowski. Okay, yeah. So the two that backed up but didn't actually the two that started where last night Ethan Fraser started and what over the weekend? One of the was it the game in Guelph that he played? Um, it was. Which game. one did Bo play? It was one of the ones that we lost last week. The three straight that one we of lost. The, one of the. I last. think it was the one against Sarnia. I think, I think he started against Sarnia in a, a loss that we still didn't do bad against. Yeah, because for having an emergency for having an emergency goalie, you mean? Teo played in preseason. He did not play. In regular season. Okay, okay, I thought he did. My fault. I th- no, it's, it's fine. Yeah, I yeah and then so D- Dylan Grover backed up. Again, what? I think it was a game against Barry? Yeah, the, the game yeah. against the home, Barry. Or was it the home game against Niagara? <clears throat> no, it was against Barry because okay. I was there. And I, I I think I brought up Jeff, who was there at the time. I was like, look, he, he doesn't even have a name. Or I was also there. Like I was there, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, I couldn't remember if you were there for sure, yeah, Kyle, I was, yeah. but I know Jeffy was there for sure. I so. do remember it, calm bringing <clears throat> that up. Yeah, Dylan Grover dressed for us. He was the backup. Ethan Fraser started last night. Bo Poroski has started a game. Also, Gaudreau, Gibbons, and Burns have all started games. Lalonde started a game. And then a couple on games. Friday, um, they had former Otter who was started the season last year. Oh, and Marshall Nichols. That's, and that's, Marshall the, Nichols. that's the ninth one, yeah. That's the ninth one. Which yeah. is just, oh, my God, it's insane, man. But... but uh, Go Hopefully on. things turn around because G- Gibby's been looking better. He looked really good in the game against Guelph on Saturday or uh, really, Friday night. Really good. He looked really solid in the, the last start. He we saw him play in Erie, the one against uh, Kitchener. So, hopefully, if, if Gibby now has found now found his confidence and continue playing the way he has been, then I think we'll be set. Just I mean, they'll have to keep taking loans for backups. But it's well, just, it, here's the thing: the, does you know Bernsey getting dressed actually count against? Eerie for him, like technically he's not playing the game. Assuming Gibby stays well, healthy and doesn't give up, you know, ten. That goals. I wish, I wish that if, the, I wish that the, the article had that information. Uh, that's that's that, 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 the that next question because like Bernsey has only played in six or seven games. Yeah. Really, he, he's only played in six or seven games. I think so, he has only started like four, so maybe the, even backups does count. I'm assume, would be my guess. I'm assuming maybe that's what yeah. it is. So Ber- Bernsey would be a, like an oh shit. You know, Gibby's out with illness, and you know Benny's still out with yeah. the the injury. Yeah. So that explains it. That's I mean a little bit, but uh, that's a lot of confusion. So let's uh, let's step away from that and just hope that the Otters can get a little bit better here, man. Yeah, because uh, I'll say Wednesday's game was by far the most Nation- nationally televised. Man, we got to get embarrassed. Oh, so that I mean, NHL pop- Network that game was and lost six to one. To the second worst team in the league or worst second. team in the league? Second, because Windsor's the worst. Yeah. That was the most frustrating I've been with this entire team this entire season. Oh, it was... Like, it's just too many I, I That's the earliest I have left a game, I think. When at least leave since I've game? I left it with, like... I left when they scored the sixth goal with, like, eight minutes left. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah, I was like, I'm done. I'm like, I'm not... St- I'm like, I got work in the morning. I'm like, I'm not staying for the rest of this. Like... <laughs> Horrible man. Didn't score the first goal until what two and a half minutes left. Not even like. Got to give credit to Breezy. Got to give credit to Breezy. It was a nice goal, but just horrible. That was. (laughs) But yeah, that was probably by far the only probably to be honest the highlight of that game was obviously Pano dropping the gloves. Oh Pano fighting against his old team. Fucking one two punch knockout. Right off the face off in the second. I think that was the only really true highlight. But we wanted to do. I wanted to show Ethan. 
Sam Alfano's fucking stiff arm from last night. I wanted to get his, <laughs> his live raw reaction here on the show. Right in front of the net. Out of boy. Boom. That's literally like the, the big brother pushing the little brother like I told you once. Oh, me and Jeffy were there. We and him were cracking up for five minutes about that. It was, that was the highlight of the night, man. Well, because he was so nonchalant about it. He was like... Because <laughs> he, he was... I don't, know if, I don't know if it was the same player, but he was getting chirped earlier on. I think it was earlier on in that period, right, right in front of the other's bench. bench. And now he's just looking at him, like, smiling, like, you, you really want to go... Like, he's just literally just smiling, laughing at him, like, you the look really? on his face, like, you really want to test me? Dude, you really want to try? He was probably just saying, dude, give me a reason. <laughs> That was literally, I think it was the same period, so it would have been it was. in real time 10, 15 minutes later, just boom. Derrick Henry stiff arm to the fucking face. Dude. That was <laughs> beautiful. Even the pictures that the, that was posted after oh, the, the game. Pictures were... do just as much justice as the video does. <laughs> I mean, even the video doesn't do as much justice as watching it in person. It was oh, <laughs> like you fantastic. Alfie's big old smile on his face. <laughs> he skated away with the biggest smile. Like, oh, that felt good. Oh, he probably did too. <laughs> All right, Jeffy, hit us with the OHL news before we jump into to Puck Duco over here. All righty. Moving back on to February 8th, um, Mason Ray of the Niagara Ice Dogs played in his 100th career OHL game versus the North Bay Battalion. And then on February 9th, um, the Barry Colts head coach, um, Marty Williamson, coached his 1,000th OHL game against the Mississauga Steelheads and becomes the seventh head coach in the OHL to reach that 1,000 mark. He joined George Bunnett, Brian Killery, Larry Matavi, Burt Templeton, Stan Butler, and Dale Hunter. And Who? But it's not Dale Hunter. Um, Hunter. And, then actually, and it was actually an interesting fun fact. He's the only current active head coach um, to never miss the playoffs. Dale Hunter? Um, Marty. Oh, Marty, okay. Um, so, so and it's to, um, between Coach and um, Barry and Niagara, he's never missed the playoffs. So that's kind of <laughs> that's interesting. Um, but congrats to him. On And then on in that game, then on February 9th, Nolan Jackson of the Sudbury Wolves gets his first career goal versus the Niagara Ice Dogs. Henry Muse of the Ottawa 67s played in his 100th career OHL game versus the Peterborough Peets. Um, then off of Dylan Edwards' goal, Panathinus gets his 100th career OHL assist versus Sarnia Sting. Peno! And then Xander Zizia of the Gual Storm gets his 100th career OHL point off versus the Brantford Bulldogs. I couldn't bring up whose is a point was off of. February 10th, Columbus Blue Jackets prospect Nolan Milan of the Saigon Spirit gets his 50th career win versus the Erie Otters. And then um, on February 12th, Dylan Tismira of the Brantford Bulldogs gets his, gets his first goal. And Ben Redley gets his first career point versus the Peterborough Peets. Um, Mike McAlvor of the North Bay Battalion gets his first career shutout in a 9-0 victory versus the Kingston Frontenacs. 
Then on February 13th, Sam Sidley of the Owen Sound Attack sets an attack franchise record for most points by a defenseman at 158 points off a Colby Barlow goal against the Oshawa Generals. Now on February 14th, Gavin Bryant of the Niagara Ice Dogs gets his first career hat trick versus the Erie Otters. And then David Gaia of the Sudbury Wolves played in his 250th career OHO game versus the Sioux Greyhounds. February 15th, Tom, Tommy Bedeller and Chase Leblevier. Sorry to butcher that one. Um, no, that uh, literally looks like somebody face fucked a keyboard. <laughs> Wait, well, let me see it. Dude. It's like that's it's how literally L E B F E B V R E. That's how you spell it. That's so how you spell that, it. The alphabet bot mafia, pretty much. I don't, what do you want to name him? I don't care. Just hit the keyboard. <laughs> But Got yeah, it. Sorry to butcher that one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing a grand slam on our son with via Microsoft real quick. That's his last name, fucker. Um, of the Peterborough Peets, played in his 100th career OHL game. They both did um, in versus the Guelph Storm. And in multiple February 17th um, milestones, Luca Misa, the Mississauga Steelheads, gets his 100th career assist. And Porter Martin get their, gets his 50th career goal versus the Kingston Frontenets. And then Ruslan Gazazov of the London Knights gets his 50th career goal Boom. versus the Owen Sound Attack. Zach Zonhu of the Oslo Generals played in his 100th career OHL game versus the Erie Otters. In that same game, Nathan Sauter of the Erie Otters played in his 150th career OHL game. You said Zach Zahu? Yeah, Zahu. Oh, that sounds like a Star Wars character, dude. Yeah, what the it kind of does. Um, but congrats to Saad Saad for his 150th career game, and then two more. And then as of today. February 18th, Jake O'Brien um, breaks the Bulldogs' rookie points record um, with goal, with his first period goal against the Niagara Ice Dogs with 49 points. The rec record previous held by the 2018 OHL champion, current Los Angeles Kings forward Arthur Cavalu. And then... And then the other one, as of today, Zane Piera of the Saginaw Spirit breaks a, another Spirit record as since he just did one earlier, a couple weeks ago. Uh, he breaks the most points scored in a single season by a Spirits defenseman. The record last held since to the 2005-2006 season by Patrick McNeil. And then that's all of the OHL milestones and news as of this week. Uh, two of the things I wanted to bring up for the OHL. Uh, that fucking London Knights player that is getting suspended for that dirty incident the yeah. other night. Kick him out of the league. Dude, such a piece of shit. Have you seen it? No. I'm trying no, to find uh, the play uh, now, dude. He is such a piece of um, shit. Literally yeah. forced a, a defenseless player into a fight, beating the shit out of him. He's literally kind of like, like holding back like he doesn't want to fight, and he's still just fucking clawing at him. I, I, I didn't remember his name because that's how forgettable of a player he is. Because he's just that much of a—he doesn't fucking play. 
It's been was it what like been fifty games of the OHL season? He's played thirty six of them because he keeps yeah. getting suspended. Yeah. Uh, no, he he plays he plays with himself. Pretty much at that point. I'm trying well, to find the I name was, of the player. The it. only box he sees is the penalty box. I saw it on, like, people reacting to it. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, he, he dropped the gloves. For, like, the other one dropped the and gloves. It's because they're Thunder fans. That's why. And they've never well, seen a, a, an ounce of fucking controversy uh, in their lives. They get ha- everything fucking handed to them. It's no. fucking frustrating. That's why. It's yeah. goddamn London. That's... Yeah. No, it's... It's not Easton Cohen. Who's the name, what's the name of the fucking player? His, his name is... Her name is Sam. That's why. Oh, is it Sam? Yeah, Sam, I... I, I it started with name. an L. Fucking Sam it. Loser. I don't give a fuck. He's a bum. He doesn't belong yeah. in any league. Yeah, he's... Period. Horrible. Yeah. But I'm, just, I'm trying to find the plan. I know somebody posted it. Before we get out into Puck Duco in the NHL, there's something crazy uh, that I saw. Here is this. Uh, it was a University one, of no. Miami okay. Division One women's hockey. The other day they had a one nothing shutout. The starting goalie for Miami, 84 saves. I was actually just about to bring, I have that up on my phone. I'm all sorry. The no, you're good. I'm 80, happy somebody, I'm 84 happy saves in one fucking game. I'm, I'm happy somebody else brought this up because I have the stats right here. Dude. That's insane. Uh, senior Romani made 84 saves in the Saints 1-0 shootout victory over Miami on senior night. Uh, the goaltender turned away 73, uh, 73 shots in regulation and 11 shots in the OT period before shutting, uh, stopping all three shooters in the shootout. The game technically goes down in ace, uh, a 0 0 tie in the ACHA records. It, so, Sawyer Bolton is the player. Fuck I, him. I, I found but the article. Ethan, I'm, I'm happy yeah, somebody else saw that. And, like, Dude, I, I read that. 84 saves. 80, you don't see that out of most NHL goalies. You don't see that no. anywhere. Like, you'd have to be fucking cracked out of your mind to make 84 saves in a single game. Like, and that's and this is Division One women's college hockey. To the like, it's it's to, nutty. To keep in mind, at the, the time of that, that incident with Sir Bolton, they were losing the game eight to two. So you can tell he was just being a, a salty little prick about it. Losing the game eight to two, and you start a fight with a defenseless player like that. I well, they were just I unbelievable. Sent my, I sent the article to you they guys. They were so I found upset, Pikes. Their all oh, their point streak was over. Too. Yeah. Oh, the other guy dropped his. I'll fucking call him out at Fulton Eric. The other guy dropped the gloves first. What are you seeing? What actions were they? The other guy dropped the gloves first. For what? He didn't do anything wrong. I really don't understand this. Yes, the after, he went after the other guy, but the other guy dropped the gloves first. Like I saw, he didn't. He was defend. Like he didn't. Hey, it's horrible, dude. It's pathetic. And they're like, oh, that's a that that you know that that being suspended indefinitely is absurd. Like, I'm taking a walk. No, I can't. That's I anything. can't do it. But bullshit. no, I'm sorry. Back to the I, otters. I had a question. I think Jeffy might be able to answer it for me. Is there a cutoff of like birth date for to be considered an OA, or is it just your birth year regardless? Is it like a specific date that's the cutoff? Would you I, know, Colin? I think it's based off of where kind of. Like, I think it has to be based on August 1st of a certain year yeah. through uh, July 31st of the following year. Okay, okay. So, so, so like, this, yeah. this year, it's August 1st of 04. No, 03. 03. Yeah, August 1st of 03 to July 31st of 04. Technically, you would be an overage, overager. Okay, so so then we'll, we'll just have four overagers going into next season again. 
I thought it was five. I had Brucey maybe, but Brucey was born in December of 04, so he would not be an overager next year. Brucey would be an overager next year. He would be. He will He will be. Because he, he's born in December. He will be, because, well, it'll be August of 04 through July of 05. So Brucey will consider be, to be on the way He will be, okay. Yeah, that's us. But so that's the five... Overagers. I, I included Marty Martin Mizek, but I know oh, we me. kind of knew he was only going to be here for one year coming in, just as like a development. So he doesn't really count. So the five overagers going into next season, I had be I wrote these down at work because I was bored. Uh, Caleb Smith, Sam Alfano, Bruce McDonald, Panofemus, and Spencer Sova. Who do we keep? Who goes? Who can you see maybe getting a contract in a different league? So Sova, I can see bumping up to Toronto, one of Toronto's affiliates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to keep him around. If we can't keep him around as a number one def- defenseman, I wouldn't. Wa- I wouldn't want to keep him around. Yeah, but yeah. Pano and Sam, I don't think either of them have a contract, or neither they of them did. are drafted. They so I, I see those two for sure staying around. Yeah, Martin, if he can go back to Czech League, or if he can bump up to Chicago, that's where he's going. Yeah, because he's a native. And Caleb Smith, like he, he said, I'm in. It depends what Martin does, depends what Spencer does. Yeah. So if if we can keep him around as a third OE, he's staying around. But if we can't, I'm sorry, Caleb, you you're gone. Honestly, I think I can see Caleb being one of the ones that gets a contract in like the ECHL or something. I can see him being one of the. I can see some one of those teams signing him. Um, uh, like what Hoff did, or I yeah, know oh, Demato got drafted. Dimitri, uh, not what Dimitri, Kulikov did. Kulikov and Morty. Did. Dimitri Kulikov. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but I I think it all for Caleb. What it all depends is what Misiak does and what Silva does. Yeah, so you think Alfie and Pano are staying? Yeah, I mean, I, that's again, what I was gonna they, say. Again, this is all assuming like what they do in their off season. If they get if they get you know signed to an ECHL team, or if they get drafted, or whatever the case might be. But I, mean, I, I feel like Alfie and Pano are staying around. If I had the choice, I would say Alfie, Pano, and Silva. That'd be my choice for those the ones they, Yeah, those, those are my choices. But, but I, I can but, definitely see Silva being but, get, getting a contract with Toronto. Yeah, I can see. I can even see Brucey getting a con because just with his his two way forward that he can he can play. I can see him being able to play somewhere. Like his two way forward, yeah. like. Or I can I can even see both both him and Caleb Smith. I can see being good trade bait to other to different around the OHL. I, I think Caleb is definitely worth more than Bruce. Like, Sadly, too, I can even see Pano being really good trade bait too. I'm, so if he yeah, have to, yeah. Yeah, if he has to go for us to get a decent return, to get like a Alfie return like we did for the Lockhart trade, he, sure. Hold on, hold on. Here, here's the deal that I, I see. It's like you know when push comes to shove, and if Dave Brown is smart, and you know he's proven not to be smart. If over he's, the I was to say, if if Dave Brown is smart, they're going to keep the the big leaders like Alfie and Pano around. They, they, those two have been like night and night out of proven to be those guys we're gonna meet on. It's like, hey, if you if you want to be shown the way, these guys are the way. Follow these two, and everything will be right. You know, mm-hmm. Alfie with the science, because we we all know that Stan loves his science, loves his credit. Yeah. yeah. Hence why Messier has stayed up and and all, all this. That's science. actually. And then Pano. Is fucking gritty. Pano's just you too you too know cool. how gritty he can like. He's not a uh, granted. He's small, but he's like. He's got a lot of fight in him for I somebody. Five, what, five, like, five, eight, five, nine, maybe. Look, look back to Alex Brinkin. He was small. Granted, like Pano might not have the scoring touch that the Brinkin might have, but he he has the fight in him. Well, He's look at well fight. look back at even somebody like Noah too. No Sador. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was a small. He was a smaller person, but like then again, Noah can show that offensive firepower, whereas you know, Pano has more of the two way forward in him. Has the the playmaker yeah. ability more than anything. So. 
I, I think Sam and Pana will stay next season. I, I, I agree. I think so too. It just realistically, it, at, at, at the end of the day, you're waiting to see what a, a Martin Misiak does or a Spencer yeah. Silva does. Yeah, really, um, that's what it is. Yeah, I agree. Two, I want to bring up two things because I know, and Colin briefly mentioned his name, like. If the Otters do not, because with the, how they're playing right now, with Sarnia and Flint, uh, like are on their way coming, battling right now, do you think it's maybe time to look for a new, um, a new GM in upper management? I think so, it's. I think it's been time to fire I Dave think, Brown for four years now. I think so. <laughs> like, I, I I gave him the benefit. He's only been around for three. No, I don't know how long he's been he, around he, for. He, he, first, his first year was the championship year. So yeah, I mean, like I. Because the only Real. people he really brought in that year was Fogel and Sorelli. Yeah. And that. The only two good players. I mean, he's brought in good players. Like, he's brought in obviously Panofimus. He's brought in Sam Alfano. Malcolm Spence. He's brought in, Mal- you know, drafted Malcolm Spence. But like, just being – he doesn't – he's not good at getting developmental players, getting players that that will do good for us for the full five years. He get, he'll draft players that will be good for three years, and then we trade him. Because that's one thing what I remember seeing in an interview with Stan Butler a few weeks ago on on Coffee with Coach, and he said this team is really, like, actually really competitive. Like, it's a comp- playoff competitor team, but he's like, they ju- we just need – like, he said, well, they wouldn't make it far, obviously. He's like, they just need more – Growth in even it. as even if we just make it, that's just bringing the confidence to the team. Like, hey, we can do this. Let to give them even harder. I have, give them the push, push and fight even harder that's next why season. I've, to get well, a higher seed next. That's season. why I'm not blaming like like Butler, Coach Butler. I don't have any blame blame for blame blame for Stan Butler right now. You need It's more. I have more blame on right now. Dave Brown and Dave, like, oh, Dave Brown and Jim Otters need to go. Man, okay. both of them need to go. Like I, I think the otters are building for the here and now or for I think, the, the was year it, three years. I think it was you that just said I said bump Stan up to GM. Or was it you? One of you two said it. Bump it was, Stan up to GM. It was, prob- it was probably you because I, I I like having Stan back behind the bench. He, he I feel like for the franchise that the otters are, I, I think Stan is the perfect bench. Agreed. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Having Stan behind well, the bench and his two like you, you have the perfect trio behind the bench. Do not mess with that. Yeah. I say, look, it's just the front office. You gotta, you gotta find more depth behind, like for that. Yeah. And like right now, like okay, yes, they worked for the 2017 team, but the 2017 team was already built. It was already, already a dynasty. It, it was already there. Yeah. You were already there. It was just it already as already what our fourth of four straight 50 win seasons. Yep. Yeah, the, the team was or there. We, that when he came in, we were coming off of our third street, and he made us get the fourth street. But was it him, or was it the coaches? Or was it the players? It, it was the people that were already there. Yeah. So really, like, granted, he did a like, great how, job. How game. many of those twenty players of that of a starting roster are in the NHL right now? Quite a few. 14, Quite. 14 15 of them. Quite. Here, here's all that I'm gonna say. You're like right now, like Dave, Dave Brown did do a great job getting us out of the rebuild. He did get us to a good spot, but he is not worthy of getting us to that next level where, you know, Erie deserves to be. Because this fan base, from, from what I've experienced, from my time as a season ticket holder, the, this fan base deserves more. This team deserves more. And I'm sorry, but Dave Brown, you are not the man. You are not the guy to go to. You're not and that I, guy. I, no. I'm, I'm sorry. You, It's your time to go. 
it's our time to finally find success again. I'm, I will be more than happy to see our city actually be fucking happy again. Seeing the with otters ho- with do, hockey. <laughs> with, well, yeah, I know the Seawolves do great, and that's good for them. But, like, Otter's Base, like, they, we deserve better. And, well, Dave Brown, it is your fucking time to go, man. Do you have it, anybody? It's, it's, do you have any names that you would throw up? No, it's anybody better or? than Dave Brown? <laughs> I'm not too familiar. But. All right, but Colin. No, I, I know, I'm getting, but like, here's the thing. No, I, it's time for you to go be Otter's GM. <laughs> Listen, I have spent too, like, too much time, too much money investing myself in this team. Alright? It's about time for this team to go to the next step and get back to the championship caliber that we know the Otters can be. Mm-hmm. That's why I said. End of the day, that's all that it is. Yeah. Because I, I, this team. Like, God, I'm getting so. Mm. Like, oh, like, oh, man. Like oh, this, boy. Like this team, Shut the fuck up. You. <laughs> like this I, team, like they, like I, I can see the potential in this team. I love you, but holy shit. You, oh, my but God. Yeah, this team itself, like the, I see the potential, like what this team it's, can truly be. Like, it's, it's there. Yeah. It's there. It's just what can take us to the next step. So it's gonna be what I what I normally say with teams like this. All the pieces of the puzzle are in the box. We just gotta put the puzzle together. Pretty nope. much, yeah. More, I mean, honestly, that's not bad. We need to find a person that can put, put this together. Yeah. You gotta find that. You gotta right. find that puzzle. I think that's enough OHL and Otters talk. Let's move on to some puck doku. Great. Get our minds rolling here. All right, oh going boy. across the top for the columns, we got Detroit. There you go, Ethan. Philly and Carolina. Going down the sides for the Rose, we got Chicago, Columbus, and played for three or more teams in their career. Immediately, Detroit, Chicago, ADB. Yeah. Yep. Durbin Cat. Played three teams in their career. Detroit, David Perrone. Perron, Perrone. I say either or. I think it's whatever mood I'm in is what I say. Perron. You could have said Sergey Fedorov, too. Oh. Did he play for three teams? Yes. Um. Still, he played for three teams in their career. Derek Broussard. <laughs> I think we've, he's definitely one we've used a couple times. Oh wait, what are we doing? We got to do Yager in honor of the Jersey retirement. What are we doing? At home. Can't use him anywhere else. So. Philly. Yeah. Use Broussard anywhere else though. Ooh. I think, so. I think I is that Carolina up top too. Yeah. Yep. Top right. Uh, what about Anderson? Freddie Anderson. Freddie Anderson. Yeah. Yep. That you took the words right out of my Pick mouth. For Anaheim, Toronto. Carolina? Yep. Yep. I think it's S-E-N. I know. I was using them the other day in one of my other... Like, it took me a while. All right. We technically could have used him for the Columbus Carolina. Freddie Anderson played for Columbus? I'm thinking... Never mind. No, no, no. Bobrovsky. Oh, yeah. 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 Boobtitsky. Yeah. Sergey Boobtitsky. <laughs> Wait, when did he play for Philly? He, he was he was undrafted, so he was the first team he played for. Oh, yeah. Bobrovsky was undrafted. I didn't know. I that. didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, so we got Chicago, Philly, Chicago, Carolina, or Columbus, Detroit, Columbus, Carolina. Oh, Columbus, Detroit, Sergey Fedorov. Oh yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 no, 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 Colin. No, Colin, you're on the wrong one. Columbus, Detroit. Not- my bad. My bad. That's Columbus, Detroit. Co- that's <laughs> oh, that's Carolina. You <laughs> Shut the fuck up, God. <laughs> Fucking oh. How do you spell his name? F e d e r o v. F e d e r o v. Sergey Fedorov, right there. 
It's O-R-O-V, so you were wrong. <laughs> At least I knew the fucking right column, you dipshit. <laughs> I'm taking buds over here, let me be, fucking tard. I know, I know Matt Calvert played a good majority of his career with Columbus. Where did he go after that? Uh-huh. Was it, I think it was Colorado, not Carolina. Who? Matt Calvert. Who? Exactly. Exactly. James. Uh, Uh, no, I don't think he played for either. Cam, Cam Ward, Carolina, Chicago. Nice. Wait, Cam Ward played in Chicago. Trust me. When? I'm pr- I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Yep. Okay. Nine. Good shit. When the fuck did he play in Chicago? I think he was mostly a backup. I think. I think he was backup towards the end of Crawford's hold career. On. Hold on. Let me. I'm gonna look this up. Cause he's already on the board. Uh, yeah, it's not like we can use him anywhere else. Uh, That's one. That's one. Um, the Philly Chicago one should be so easy, but why is it not? Oh, it should be like. Did would it be a defenseman or like a? That's what I'm thinking. That's, well, did okay. no, just... no, no. Never mind. I was about to say, did Jakub Voracek play in Chicago at all? I don't think so. No, he. Oh, we could have used him for Columbus Philly, but can't really put. We can't put Brofsky first. Couturier, I think he spent his whole career up in Philly. Who just got the C, by the way. Did Keith Yandel play for? No, for. I don't Phil. think so. I know he's played for Florida in Philly. I'm not sure if he played for Chicago. What about Lindros? Did he play for Chicago? All I know is he's played his, most of his career in Philly. I don't know about Chicago. I'm not confident. In Chicago. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna say I'm confident in it. So. We'll save that for like the last guess if we can get the other one. And then So yeah, we need Columbus, Carolina and Chicago, Philly. Columbus, Carolina, that's another one that I feel like should be easy. Uh, Trying to go over both rosters. Boone Jenner, no. Patrick Line, no. Dude. Johnny Gaudreau, no. Zach Wierenski, no. Wait. Wait. Auntie Ranta. Where's he? Where's he played? I don't think he's played for Columbus. Did I don't hold think. on? Did uh, Ilya Brzgalov play for Chicago at all? Played for Philly, Arizona. Where else? Is he? He's played for more teams, but like yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Chicago is one of them either. It's another one I'm not confident enough in to take a guess at it. Yeah, the, the only two teams I'm confident with Brzgala are Arizona and Philly. I wouldn't even been confident with Arizona. I only knew Philly. No, I <laughs> I know he's played for Arizona. Wait. I, I'm confident in that one. Did, did, did Wayne Simmons play for Columbus? He's done. He's Philly, LA, Tron- Buffalo. Toronto, Philly. So none of the teams that are on here. <laughs> Besides Philly. Minus, minus Philly. Yeah. Um, because I thought I swore I thought when, when did Sue Intimans play for LA? It was a while ago, it was, it was only for like one season. Really, Buffalo was like brief too. And now, okay. no, Ryan Ellis is another one because you were in the Predators, that made me think of Ryan Ellis, but I think he only played for Phil or Philly and Nashville. Yeah, and mo- mo- like he's strong Philly, but like is he still over it, there? Yeah, but injuries has really been too wait. Hard. Uh, Could, it, could the Philly Chicago one be potentially one of the Esposito brothers? Could it potentially no. be Tony? I don't think no. so. 
Because they they've stayed on, they've stayed in the Western Conference. For Chicago, I'm trying to think of players on that twenty the 2010 2013 Cup team that could have maybe bounced over to Philly after. C, not Seabrook. Not Seabrook. Don, Don Heath has done Chicago and Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah. This one's tough. Sam Lafferty? Did he play for Philly? No. 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 Uh, th- the only one who we can think of is uh, Patty Kane, but he can only Ooh. do it in Chicago, Detroit. Oh, no. Um, what? I'm Just unsure. For, for Carolina, uh, Columbus, uh, Alexi Lafreniere? No. 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 I thought he played he's for Columbus. Only for the Rangers. He just got drafted in 2020, and he's only played for the Rangers. Oh. Uh, my God. This is one. Only motto is only Chicago. Out of what's left, yeah. Like, Kyle, like you were saying, the Philly-Chicago one should be really It fucking... should be right there. Chelios. Chris Chelios? Didn't Chelios yeah. play for Philly? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Didn't Chris Chelios. I'm, I'm damn near positive on that one. Now that he's... No? no? What? I could have sworn I he thought... played for Philly. I thought he did too. Oh, man, I thought I had it. I'm thinking of Pronger. Am I thinking of Pronger? Didn't Pronger play for Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. Pronger. Fuck. I had the right guy, Chris, right. Damn it. Is it Pro- Would it be Pronger for Chicago Philly? No. What? Nope. What? All right, let's see what we got. Jeremy Roenick. Jeremy Tyson. Roenick. And Max. Oh, my God. Hold on. Dan Garcello, Patrick Sharp, Kimo Timonen. Peter Morazic. Peter Morazic. Chris Versteeg. Paul Coffey. Johnny Oduya. That's for the Chicago, Philadelphia. And then for the Columbus, Carolina. Domi Bean. Nathan Gerby. Ryan Ryan Ray Whitney. Ryan UC Okanen. McElhinney. Riley Nash. Right. Spencer Martin. Ian, Ian, Cole, Ian Cole. Cole. Ron right. Hainsey. Anton Forsberg. Damn. What? Pronger did not play for Chicago? He played for Detroit. I know, I know Pronger played for Philly, too. I swear Pronger I thought, played for Chicago. Damn. damn I thought Chelios played for, for... Damn. We're looking that up right now on Chris Pronger, right? Yeah, also, Chris Pronger is fucking six foot six. Hartford, St. Louis, Edmonton, Anaheim, Philly. That's it. What about Chelios? Damn, that is really that's bugging the shit out of me. What? Uh, Montreal, Chicago, Houston. Detroit, Chicago Wolves, and the Thrashers. Really, man. Oh, I'm not stupid because all of you guys agreed yeah. with me and thought I was right. So like, I'm I, not crazy. No, I. Well, I mean, you are crazy, oh. but in, you're no. crazy. I was crazy Damn. once. <laughs> what the fuck? I was, I was crazy once. All right, anyway, here's the Doku uh, Jr. Okay. Across the top, mm. we got 200 goals in a career and 200 assists in a career. And down the side, we got Mark Messier Leadership Award and 1,000 games played in the career. 200-plus goals, 1,000-plus games played, uh, said. Cindy Crosby, yeah. Yep. Well, I was going to do Crosby and then... Uh, the Messi- OV, did Crosby ever OV. win the Messier Award? Well, I was going to do OV Crosby. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Well, did, did, I'm saying, did Crosby win the Messier Award? Is that one of them that he's won? 
Ooh. So should we save him for the Messier Award? Did Ovi also do the Leadership Award? I don't. I'm not sure. Well, let's use some, like, smaller guys that have played 1,000 games and 200 goals. Somebody like Chris Letang. So, goals and... What he, does, he have, does he have 200 goals, though? He definitely he has 200 assists, for sure. Somebody has 200 goals in 1,000 games played. Patrick Kane. Phil Castle. Yeah. I just don't know who I just don't know who has won the Mark Messier Award. Well, that's one of the ones I don't pay much attention yeah. to for the Messier Award. Because the only ones I know for you're, sure that you're good are... with assist and Mark Messier yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. okay. You want to shoot shoot or shot with Ovi for that one? Fuck it, do it. No. Okay. Patty Bergeron, John Tape, Steve Pinko, Sanzo Kopitar, Jerome Genlaw. Damn, a lot of big names. Chara, Wayne Simmons, <laughs> Nick Foligno, Dan Alfredson, Shea Weber. Holy Sanu, hell. Chara, Bergeron for sure won, and I just couldn't remember Damn. the... All right, well. Oh, that Pronger and Chelly's one is going to piss me off all week now. Damn. Ugh. All right, well, NHL milestones for this past couple weeks here. I go all the way back to January 22nd here because we had the... Uh, all-Star Week, so we'd not have many ones to talk about, so I just saved it for this week. Going all the way back to January 22nd, with his goal against the Coyotes, Sidney Crosby tied Mark Recchi's record for 21st in all-time goal scoring with 577. Obviously, he's beaten that since. Uh, Tyler Toffoli recorded his sixth career hat-trick in its 6-5 win over the Golden Knights. Also in that same game, Carter Verhage played in... That's a completely different game. Sorry, Carter Verhage played in his 300th career game against the Panthers. Uh, January 23rd, Olin Zellweger of the Anaheim Ducks recorded his first career NHL point in his first game with an assist to a Sam Carrick goal. Uh, Nikita Kucherov recorded his fifth career hat-trick against the Flyers. Sheldon, that's a white name if I've ever heard one, Sheldon Rempal of the Vegas Golden Knights recorded his first NHL goal against the Islanders. He definitely got swirlies in high school. <laughs> Here we go, Sheldon. <laughs> Brock Nelson recorded his 500th career point after scoring a goal against the Golden Knights. Hello! My name's Sheldon. Hello! January 24th, Nathan McKinnon recorded his 8th career hat-trick after a 4-goal game, his second 4-goal game of the season, and that hat-trick being a natural hat-trick being scored in just 6 minutes and 37 seconds. Did you see the stats where Austin Matthews leads the league in hat-tricks? Okay, I'll, I'll get to that, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Pui Suter recorded his first career hat-trick against the Blues. Who? Pui Suter. Suter? I've never known. Is it Pui Pius Suter? Pui Suter? Pius. Uh, yeah, against the Blues. Is he with Detroit now or is he somewhere else? Pius Suter? Uh, I know he played for Detroit and I know he played for Chicago. I don't know if he's still with Detroit. No, I don't is think he not? so. Okay. No, because we got rid of him at the beginning of the season. Okay. Uh, was he part of the Debrinket trade or no? Debrinket uh, yeah. tried no. side as, as a free agent, didn't he? Uh, hold on. Anyways, Kale McCars has already set the Ad slash Nordiques franchise record for most goals by a defenseman with seventy six and just two hundred and eighty one games played. Pius Suter Who? is uh, with Vancouver. 
Really? Oh. I, th- I think you're mispronouncing his name. Is it Pius? No. Or is it? You're, you're pronouncing Kale McCarr. It's Kale oh, Mark. Kale Marker. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, also only 27. Yeah, I knew he was oh. young. I knew he was young, so. Uh, Aaron, I think his rookie season was the first year we did the yeah. podcast, so. Oh, yeah. Pretty that sure. makes sense. Aaron Eckblad becomes sole possession of third place for games played in Florida Panthers history, passing Stephon Weiss 654 games. Obviously, Aaron Eckblad played in his 655th, and he's probably up to, what, 672 by now? Uh, on the 25th of January, Steven Stamkos recorded his 1100th career point with an assist to a Nikita Kucherov goal against the Coyotes. Otters legend Anthony Sorelli played in his 400th career NHL game. Sorelli. And Mitchell Chaffe of the Tampa Bay Lightning recorded both his first point and goal after scoring his first goal. Yeah. Uh, on the 26th of January, Jonathan Marchessault recorded his seventh career hat trick against the New York Rangers. And after scoring a point against the Kings, Nathan McKinnon now has a point in 25 consecutive home games at that point, which I think has since has, has dropped, but it might still be alive. I'm not sure. On the 27th, Matt Duchesne played in his 1,000th career game, playing with all of Colorado, Ottawa, Columbus, Nashville, and now Dallas. That game was against the Capitals. And Lars Eller also played in his 1,000th career game playing for St. Louis, Montreal, Washington, Colorado, and now Pittsburgh. That game began being against the Canadians, and he becomes the first Danish-born player to reach that milestone. I'll tell you what, I was so happy for the Pens when they signed Lars Eller. Cause I was too. I am mean, a very big fan of him. He's, he's pretty good. He's good. I like him. I think it was only for one year, but I mean... It was, yeah, one-year deal. Uh, Austin Matthews recorded his 600th career point. With a goal against the Jets, becoming the first, the fastest Leaf to reach that milestone. Wow. My typing there was horrible. Claude Giroux recorded his 700th career assist on a goal scored by Ethan's favorite Brady Kachuk against the New York Rangers. I'm telling you, he looks like a six foot three toddler, <laughs> and you cannot convince. Is he me six of... foot three? He's ballpark there. Damn. Yakub uh, Markstrom recorded his 20th career shutout in a one nothing win over the Blackhawks. Oh, yesterday in the, the Otters game, two players for the Oshawa Generals are six foot seven. I, yeah. beg, your, I beg your finest <laughs> motherfucking pardon. D- Dylan Dubrick is six foot seven, and one of the other defensemen I couldn't remember his name is six foot seven. Brady wow. Kachuk is six four, so he's six, four. He, he's an inch taller. Yeah, he is. Yeah, we were we, we were just watching him. I think he was standing next to Pano. We're like, holy shit, that's a tall boy. Huh? He's he's more than most of us Who? Brady. Kachuk. Brady Kachuk. How old is he? He's 25, isn't he? 24. Okay. Really? Se- Se- he's my Se- September 16th, 1999. Wow. And Matthew's what, 26? 27? Or is Matthew the younger one? I, thought Matthew, Matthew's I thought older. Matthew's older. No, I think Matthew's older. He's also the better Kachuk brother. Clearly, yeah. December, oh. December 11th, 1997. Oh, wow. I'm older than both of them. You're older than both of them? <laughs> I'm older than both of them. <laughs> Me too, Colin. It's just no, you're not. No? No, you're not. 97, Bobo. Oh, oops. Okay, oh, Fred. <laughs> oh. Uh, Victor Hedman recorded his 700th career point with an assist to Nicholas Paul's goal against the Devils. Brock Besser recorded his 6th career hat-trick against the Blue Jackets. And Dylan Larkin recorded his 200th career goal against the Golden Knights. And Mo Sider recorded his 1,100th career assist. Against, I was about to say, yeah, wait, what? His 100th career assist with a Joe Valino goal. I'm so depressed now. <laughs> I'm older than most of these NHL stars. We got just a sole, sole stat here on the 30th. Elvis Merzlinkis 
reaches double digits in career shutouts with his 10th and a 1-0 win over the Blues. Elvis Merzlinkins? What did I say? Merzlinkins? Merzlinkins, yeah. Elvis Merzlinkins. And then also two, only two on the 31st, Alex Torcott of the LA Kings scored his first career goal against the Predators. As Colin is over there now sobbing. And Alex Dabrinkin... <laughs> I'm so depressed. What have I done with my life? Alex Dabrinkin has played in his 500th career game against his former team, the Senators. Already 500 games Jeez. for ADB, man. Jesus Christ. Uh, We're getting old. That's, that's insane. Like, some <laughs> I'm, 20, these... I'm almost 27 years old, and what, what have I done with my life? Some of <laughs> these guys are fucking NHL stars. <laughs> What have I done with my life? <laughs> we Please should, help me. We should all be asking you. You know what we did with our lives? We created a hit fucking podcast. Damn yeah. straight we did. Yeah, yeah, but what else have I done with my life? <laughs> On February 5th, after the All-Star break, Become Kyle... really good at drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to Fair. Cheers Kyle, to that. Kyle McLean of the New York Islanders scored his first career NHL goal against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs. On February 6th, a soul, couple of like one, one a day... Jesus. <laughs> on February sixth, bombs up, buddy. Let's go. On February sixth, Jake Gensel played in his 500th career game against the Jets. Another guy. Who's on February eighth, Martin Nietzsche recorded his first career NHL hat trick against the Avalanche. Against probably somebody who's <laughs> And on February 9th, Evander Kane recorded his eighth career hat trick against the Anaheim Ducks. On February tenth, Semyon Varlamov played in his 600th career game against the Flames. And a 5-2 loss. And in that same game, Mackenzie Weger recorded his first career hat-trick. David Perrone skated in his 1100th career game and Patrick Kane in his 1200th against the Canucks. And Kyle Connor skated in his 500th career game against the Penguins. On February 12th, Alex Petriangelo played in his 1000th career game against the Minnesota Wild. Kawir. 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 February 13th, Brad Marchand skated in his 1000th career game against the Lightning. From here on out, it's no longer a career. It's, it's career. career. Brady Kachuk recorded his second <laughs> career hat trick against. On, on this episode of the Buckbusters, get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> career. We're not saying anything bad. We're saying career instead of career. Cool. Oh, I see where that could be confusing. <laughs> Moving on, Brady Kachuk recorded his second career hat trick. You guys just now figured that out? Yeah. Brady Kachuk recorded his second career hat trick. It's the right front got it first, so. We should sure. Yeah. Brady Kachuk recorded his second career hat trick, helping the Sens to a six to three win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. As I just lost my spot. Yeah, they, <laughs> Bobby McMahon of the Toronto Maple Leafs recorded his first career hat trick against the Blues. Bobby. Oh, Steve Dangle's video on that one was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and Brandon Gignac of that's a funny name. Gignac. Gignac. <laughs> Brandon Gignac of the Montreal Canadiens scored his sure, first career goal. Are you goal. sure it's not like Gagne or something? It's G I G N A C. That's that's Gignac. It's Gignac. <laughs> Did that against you know the Ducks. You know that's pretty close to? <laughs> uh, Connor McDavid recorded his 600th career assist on a goal scored by Evan Bouchard as part of a six-assist night. Jesus. McDavid is the fourth fastest player to reach that milestone. Did it in 616 games behind Bobby Orr, Mary Lemieux, and obviously the great one, Wayne Gretzky. And also on the 12th... The great one, Alex Galchenyuk, right? <laughs> Uh, Taylor Radish, another former otter skate, in his 200th career game against the Canucks. One soul on the 14th, John Ludwig of the Pittsburgh Penguins scored his first career goal against the Panthers. Who? John Ludwig. He's, he's new, so. He's new. I wouldn't expect you to know him, honestly. I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> Austin Matthews recorded his fifth hat trick of the season against the Flyers, the 12th of his career. 
and Chris Kreider recorded his sixth career hat trick against the Canadians. And as of the 17th yesterday, for us that is, Alex Martinez played in his 800th career game against the Hurricanes. Austin Matthews recorded his sixth hat trick of the season in his second straight game. For the second time this season, he has scored hat tricks in back to back games. It's his sixth of the season. Four of those have been done, or two of those have been done in back-to-back games. Or All say, I got to say is, Bobo, my bet's looking pretty, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already... For the sixth time of the season, it's the 13th of his career. Also in that game, Willie Nylander recorded his 500th point. Uh, Declan Chisholm of the Minnesota Wild scored his first career goal against the Sabres. Brant Clark scored his first career goal, an overtime winner against the Bruins. And finally, Brent Peche... Or Pesh, Pesh, Pesh of the Carolina Hurricanes skated in his 600th career game against the Golden Knights. It's uh, it's pronounced Pesh, Pesh, is it? Pesh. Okay. That is Brent, how I, I know it's how Brent Pesh. Got it. Yeah, that's how I hear uh, announcers yeah, pronounce it. Cool. Nice. Boy, you know, man. <laughs> you know, th- this stuff hurts me when I look up some of these players and they're, you know, some of these like this, some of these guys are, you know. Months, if not years, ago to be. I'm, and I'm sitting. I'm sitting here like, wow. I'm afraid sitting here in a Nashville, a bloodied up Nashville Predators jersey with a freaking avocado hat on my on me. Like, what have I done with my life? <laughs> <laughs> like so, that. That shit hurts. It's all right. I'm in the same boat, Colin. That really hurts. Then why are you wearing it? Because because I'm Fred. Yes. I'm Fred, you're Fred Fredberger. There's a difference. No, I'm not. Fred Fredberger? No, before we get copyrighted <laughs> over some stupid shit. It's not Disney, is it? It's just. No, it's not. No, yeah. Anyways. No, it's, it's not, but like. <laughs> it, that, there's a fine line. I, I don't want to dance to that fine line right now. Yes, you do. I do, but not on air. Okay? I can't, not, I'm fat. I can't dance. Anyway. Get me drunk enough. I just to say Not with the buck posters, with my in your face channel. The In Your Face channel, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> My Buckbusters, no, not mine. The Buckbusters channel, I do kind of give a fuck. Kind of, wow, we feel so I was about things. to say, before we get into our main topic tonight, I was going to say both you, Kyle, and Colin, they had some fun trips they took recently. Oh, yeah, got, I mean, I've been there before, but I took a, a little day trip down to State College, got to watch the first of two, the Penn State-Michigan game. Of course, they won game two, the one I didn't go to. But uh, the first game, they, they were down 4 nothing, and then they crawled back and ended up losing 5-3 to with Michigan getting an empty netter. But that was a, a fun experience to be able to, to experience that. Uh, you know, now I knocked off another league or another level of hockey that I've gotten to witness live. That was a lot of fun. That's one that. I really want to go down. I want to go down to State College. Let's see, the Pagula down there, they, they only, it only sits, I think it's, it was just over 6,000. It was damn near, that's probably a good 5,200 there. There weren't a lot of empty seats. a nice view of you. Beautiful view. And uh, they said the, the student section there and the, the crowd level, crowd noise is probably, I'd say it's probably about as even as an, an Erie London game. Okay. It was very, very loud, very electric atmosphere. It was very fun, very cool. Again, we'll have to, you know, maybe plan a trip. And I'll say Colin know. was down in uh, Tampa Bay, Florida. Yeah, um, if you guys saw... Where he got like, that, that, that avocado hat. <laughs> if you guys follow any of our social medias, specifically Twitter, you know, you saw the Buckbusters, which... Do you have access to it, or am I the only one? I, I, I know. No I, no, I need to get signed back into it. I, Ever I since I got my new phone, I haven't gotten to get back into it. They, I think there's only two of us with access, and that's Jeffrey and I. But like, I recently, like today, as of recording, I went down. Like, I got back from Tampa Bay, Florida. Beautiful Tampa Bay, Florida. 
if I do have to add from the Tampa Bay. He hated it. Don't let him sell you on it. <laughs> Never going back again. Fuck that place, man. But no. you, can't, you can't say that with a straight face. No, I can't. <laughs> Listen, like hockey aside, like if, if hockey didn't exist in Tampa, like t- home, that that area, I cannot explain how beautiful Tampa is as a whole. Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, that whole that whole area is is extremely gorgeous, and. Add on top the atmosphere of a Tampa Bay Lightning game. So you had luckily you had some nice weather down there. <laughs> so well, Thursday. I know, I know the weather kind of came in just. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning, the weather was nice. Saturday, like Saturday night into when I left today. Yeah, Sunday, was, the. I know it was raining down there. Sunday the eighteenth. Um, it was a little rainy, but. Oh my God! Like I. I cannot explain enough, like, how beautiful that, like, around Amelie Arena is. I cannot explain, you know, the atmosphere in, Am- like, in Amelie is, but, like, Tampa, you, I, I know you're a southern, southern city, I know you're a southern ho- hockey club, but at the end of the day, like, you guys are doing something right. I cannot preach, like, how amazing that area is when it comes to hockey. I, oh. I say, like yeah, I, 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 I know the game too. Like yeah, in, in the game, like ugh. I, I know our goal is to go to all thirty-two arenas, and I told these guys like Amelie Arena in Tampa Bay, Florida, in Tampa, Florida. This, this is, was a revisit for you, I know. You haven't, yeah, you haven't been back since what twenty seventeen? Twenty seventeen, yeah, the sixteen seventeen season. This is the first game to that I've been to, uh, first Tampa game that I've been to where Tampa won, because they lost an OT when I won. Oh, not an OT. They lost in a shootout when I went to Boston, which is no surprise. But <laughs> like, j- just the atmosphere alone is absolutely amazing. Like, I told these guys our goal is to go to all thirty-two NHL arenas at one point, but like this, the Amelie Arena is the last arena to go to, and I hope when we all do eventually reach that point in our lives where we can go down, we can relax, we can enjoy the scenery, like. I hope they realize, like, why, what I'm preaching here. Like, I'm sure we will. Like, I, like I, I cannot live it up. Like, th- this area, Amory Arena, Tampa, Tampa, St. Pete will not let you down. And okay. I will not, like, I'm, I'm not going to bullshit. Like, these guys know I'm not about to, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to pull my punches. I'm, I'm here to shoot, like, shoot my shit. This is what it is. If you, I hurt your feelings, big fucking whoop. I'm gonna hurt your feelings, <laughs> but this is one of the places where I I feel like everybody will enjoy and take in the atmosphere that is Amelie Arena in Tampa. And oh my, I I'm just I'm just losing myself. I'm I'm fangirling a little bit over here. <laughs> really, we couldn't tell. <laughs> I was gonna say um, shut shut up, Ethan. I can tell you're excited. Is that hot dog in your pocket or is it just to have you see me? My phone's not even in my pocket. You got to see the debut of the new alternates. Yeah, the new Tampa jerseys, the third jerseys. Which we actually did go over, which was leaked a few weeks ago. We discussed it, but like now actually seeing that it's confirmed. In in person. It's it's a whole... They are so nice. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Did did you bring them up for warm-ups or they wait for the game? I I wasn't in the arena during warm-ups. Okay. But from what I saw, I think they were running it okay. on the TVs. But like, I, I'm I'm sorry. Like, they, 
<laughs> that that whole experience is ungodly. Yeah. Like it's fantastic, and I I cannot commend like I I cannot applaud t- you guys enough for what you do down in you know in, in mid mid Florida there Midwest Florida. Yeah. Like you you guys are fantastic. Whoever says you know hockey doesn't belong down there, down I'm there sorry. Is. I'm sorry. You you are full of shit. Go down to Tampa, Florida. I can't speak for Sunrise and the Florida Panthers, but go down to Tampa, see the experience. Like this, this is the way to do it. Yeah, this is the way to go. Uh, Ethan's whispered. He has something you want to bring up here. So, not to change from you know the little intermits between the OHL and the NHL, but. Uh, I'm actually going to go over to the FPHL and the ECHL real quick. Okay. So, I don't know if you've heard of the man, the man, the myth, the legend, Diamond Hand, Daniel Amesbury. No. He is one of the biggest enforcers in professional hockey that is not in the NHL. Okay. He actually recently got permanently banned from the FPHL. Where, where is that? Is it in the U.S. or...? Yeah, it's U.S. based. SPH. I'm never going to It's the Something Prospects Hockey League. Um, FPHL. Federal Prospects Hockey League. Okay. Um, but he got permanently banned from that league. Now, I follow Daniel Amesbury. I love him. He's awesome. He is like the definition of an old school goon. He got banned from the league for the amount of fighting that he did and game misconducts. To give you an idea, he racked up, I think it was somewhere to the tune of like 280-something penalty minutes in under 30 games. So me me and Chell. Worse. Yeah. No, but he actually recently just signed with uh, the, uh, I think it's the Ford City Comets, I think is what they're called. Okay. Um, Fort Worth, I think it is. Or the Fort Worth Comets, thank you. Um, is it? That's going to drive me nuts now. That's going <laughs> to actually piss me off. Fort Wayne. Fort That's Wayne. Fort Wayne, I knew Indiana. There, I knew there was two of them, two yeah. forts. Uh, but uh, speaking of, um, like not even really grittiness, something else I wanted to bring up too that kind of reminded me the Morgan Riley incident. Morgan Riley Ridley Craig thing. Did you guys see about that? Yeah, I I did. Ridley Craig taking the slap shot on the empty net. Morgan Riley goes after him. Receives a five. Really receives need... a five game suspension. Honestly, he shouldn't have taken the slap shot. He should have taken the wrist shot. But like, I don't care retaliation or not. Like. You shouldn't do that, especially in the, the professional league. That is, you I, he shouldn't have retaliated, or he shouldn't have taken the slap shot. Well, he both. He both. shouldn't have taken the slap shot in the first place. So that that's kind of like a because that's like that that's like that shows the ultimate. I think like, disrespect. I definitely think it was right for Riley to retaliate, but not to that level. to a cross check to the head. To the head, no. uh, okay. But there, even being a cross check to that, I think five games is way too much for a first time offender. I'd say here, three at most. Here, here's the thing. I would say. 
two, maybe three with a, a suspension. I would say with th- I would say three games. I would three games. Or I would two even go. Two, I would go at least two, and then see how bad the injury is. So start with. I only two. think he. I only think Kirk was injured. He was. He was fine. Okay, he so got his skated off. Just again, okay. like he so. he shouldn't have taken the snapshot in the first place. Oh, I. But, but Riley shouldn't have retaliated in the way that once he did. I saw once I saw the highlights of the game and saw I'm like I immediately sent I'm like that's definitely I knew me I knew it was, was gonna be suspension worthy but again first time a good point that uh, Steve Dangle had brought up a couple years ago the more the Morgan Shifley Mark Shifley incident when he hit what was it uh, Jake Evans in the the, the, the bubble or the, yeah. the qualifiers I mean, yeah and he got like five he like four or five games for it too again as a repeat offender. And that's, I think that's what they compared it to. Oh, it's his first time, so we gave him the same amount of games. Like, Even for Mark Shelley, for, for, it was playoff time, and they still gave him like five games. That's a whole series yeah. for some teams. Yeah. <laughs> he, he missed the rest of the playoffs and then one or two games the next season. But yeah. I, I see Ethan doing this. So just I wanted to go back to Daniel Amesbury real quick just so mm-hmm. I can give you guys an idea of how much of a goon this guy is. So back it, when he was with the SPHL... Back in the 2011-2012 season, he only played 35 games, had five goals, one assist. <laughs> you want to take a guess on his penalty minutes? 35 games. He's probably well over like two or three hundred. I say it's over. I'll say two. I'll say two forty-five. I'll say about. You two. are really close. Really? 250 penalty minutes in 35 <laughs> games. Because I was just about to say two, not two <laughs> In 35 games, he got, a, got 250 Dude, that's penalty. almost an average of, like, a fight a game. Mm-hmm. At least. It's not more. Uh, and then his last season in the SP, or this was when he was in the CHL, um, he played 41 games, had three goals, one assist, and 143 penalty minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, dude is a straight up goon. Like that, he is called Diamond Hands Daniel Amesbury for a fucking yeah, reason. I've never heard of this guy. <laughs> yeah, you need to watch some highlight insane. reels of him. That and he has Daniel Amesburg. Amesbury. Amesbury. Okay. Daniel Amesbury, and he has got the greatest fucking mullet in professional <laughs> hockey now. He's got the greatest hu- mullet and arguably the greatest mustache. Yeah. No, yeah. like. This is Daniel Lamesbury. Oh my god. I feel like I have seen that guy before. Yeah, that's Daniel Lamesbury. That's a good combination right there. <laughs> oh, dude's a stud. He's a beauty yeah. when it comes to being an enforcer, yeah. but like he's like the old school Bob Probert level. Okay, so on to our main topic of the evening. Um it's about time that we do the way too early plot prediction. Not so early, but still early. <laughs> yeah. I know we normally do this around NHL All Star game, like game standings, and like I know the last time we recorded the All Star games were just wrapping up or wrapping up or whatever. Yeah. But now it's about time for us to actually go dive into this and look forward to the postseason, the push for the greatest trophy of all goddamn time, and the Stanley Cup. So. You know, I'll, I'll be listing off. I, I have, as of right now, the NHL standings off of the NHL official website. You know, who's in the hunt, who's currently in, who's currently out, who has the the grasp of a playoff spot, and we're going to go up from there. So as of right now, the wild card spot, the wild card hunt for the East. And I'm going to go who's realistically in the best. I don't want to say the best. 
Yeah. But who's in reach of that second wild card spot? And I'm going to go Eastern Conference first, and then Western Conference second. And I'll I'll break it down depending on on that, how everything else breaks okay. out. So for the East, who's currently in the hunt for the Eastern wild card? Two the two wild card spots, going from six to three, currently outside the wild card rankings. So we got the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, at fifty five. The Capitals at 56. No, oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Long pipe. Uh, the Islanders at 58. And the Devils at 60. Now, as of right now, if the playoffs were to start today, Detroit, the Detroit Red Wings would make the playoffs with the second wild card spot at 62. And the Tampa Bay Lightning at 65 would hold, hold the number one wild card spot. <clears throat> so if playoffs were to start today, Detroit would be playing Boston. Detroit would be playing actually Florida. Florida's the number one in the, the East right now. Yeah. Florida's the number one in really? the East, and then oh. it would be Boston and New York tied for second. But the Rangers would have the would have the. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm look, I'm looking at the stats right now. <clears throat> actually, no, it'll ha- Boston would have the the, the tiebreaker because they have less regulation wins versus. Okay. The, the Rangers. But as of right now, the Detroit Red Wings will be playing the Florida Panthers. Damn. That would be a great series. So, <clears throat> no, wait, be wait. a quick one. And this is, the, the I think, the, the deepest or longest end of the season in quite some time that Detroit has been in the conversation of the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, usually they're out of the question by mid-January. Yeah. Well, hold on. That, that's not really fair because looking at last season, they were still in the conversation until probably about a week out. Yeah. Yeah. They really started because they finished like seventh in their division last year. I think they, but they just They were still in the conversation year. like, hey, could they possibly get it? Because like this time last year, like the Metro was kind of weak. Mm. And that, that hurts yeah. me to say, yeah. but like the Atlantic was a lot stronger than the Metro at the time. So Detroit was technically still in the fa- in, in. I thought they were way out of it by like mid by, by like this time. I thought. I, I think they fell out like beginning of March, so a, a okay. couple more weeks technically. That but they were they were still in. Contention. But still, th- what I'm saying is like they're not out of the conversation right now. They're still very well. Like they have a spot right now. Yeah. yeah this they, time last this time last year they might have been fifth or sixth. They're like four, like two spots out of the wild card. I'm saying like right now they are very much still in the race for the playoffs. Yeah. Yes. Look, look looking at it like. Both both wild card spots are held by the Atlantic team division. Like both held by the Atlantic division. And it'd and be crazy. Detroit. That would mean that if we can hold this wild card spot, if you will, that means this will be the first time that the Red Wings have made actually made the postseason in almost ten years. Was it twenty sixteen? Was the last twenty sixteen when they got swept by Pittsburgh? No, no. Pittsburgh. Or, Tampa. It was or, Tampa. Or Tampa. I'm sorry. Wow. How does so that feel? How does that feel for you being a Red Wings fan? fan that, it's that's... exciting, but at the same time, I'm not getting my hopes up. Um, that's a, a good Detroit Red Wing fan response. <laughs> I mean, we're better than the Penguins, so you guys can actually eat shit on this one. I'm well, sorry. Well, in all honesty, like, I, I feel like the D- Detroit Red Wings are like the honors. Like, let's just make playoffs. Let's get, get the experience behind us. And from here, we yeah. I don't grow. think anybody would expect them to do anything. No, especially against the, you know the four Panthers. Mean, they, they could surprise us. They, like, I was surprised like the Panthers did last year, or like the Kraken did last year. 
Kraken won what seven games in round two. One in seven and beat the defending Stanley. The defending Cup. champs, the Avalanche. I think they did they force seven in round they, two, or they I know they I think they at least four six in round two. I think it was six. E- either way, like they they win the, to the second round, so. But yeah, like, yeah. but just looking at this year, Detroit has been. Like, I mean, they have been the last couple years, I think. But like, they've been exciting. Like, they, they have. Exciting. They now have the, like, potential. Like, you know, they're they're having a bright future. Like, with this. They game. are, but I. Even if they were to make the postseason, don't get me wrong. I'd be in. I'd be over the fucking moon if they even just made it to the postseason. Do I think they're gonna make it very far? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Same and same with us for the Penguins. If the Penguins make it, we're not getting out of the first no. round. Like, Actually, just I especially if, unless we win like fucking nineteen of our last twenty-five games here, like we have done in the past, we're going to be stuck with one of those wildcard spots, playing a team like the Rangers, the Bruins, the Panthers, some of the top teams in in the East. And the second wildcard matchup it'll be the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the New York Rangers. That'd be a good series. Yeah. That'd be a we real saw that good in what? fucking series. I think I saw that in 2022. 2022. I think it was Tampa Bay's third year in a row. Yeah. Cup. I think that was the conference final that year. It was. I think it was the Rangers-Lightning. So that'd be <clears> exciting <throat> to see again. Mm-hmm. So how many games do you, th- do you think we can see each of these series go on? The Let's first go with the Detroit-Florida series. Like, How many games do, do we realistically want to see? I can versus, s- versus personally, do you want to see? I don't see it. As much as, obviously, as I'm a diehard Detroit fan, I have been my whole life, I don't see it going past five games. That was my if, five if, games. If Florida keeps playing the way that they have been playing this season, it's not going past five games. We could even potentially be looking at a sweep. I don't I don't, I don't. don't think it'd be a sweep. I can see Detroit taking one away. I think maybe, like, game three would be in Detroit. Florida might take that Detroit crowd for granted and not expect it to be as electric and as loud as it might end up being. We know if the... the Detroit made the playoffs. That crowd is going to be fucking electric. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. First playoff run in Little Caesars, like, that place is going to be loud. <laughs> like, for, I'm going like to that, that, That'll be, like, Bridgestone Arena in the 2017 playoffs. Yeah. Deafening kind of loud. <laughs> like, like, the only team that's going to benefit from the ca- that homestand crowd will, will be Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Out of any team in this this. Playoff run. Yeah. I know Emily's got the Tesla coil from the ceiling, but it still doesn't make them the most electric barn in the. Uh... <laughs> That's the story for another time. <laughs> um, anyway, and then that uh, Tampa Bay Rangers game. Or that one, I mean. That one, I, th- I that one, I this, can see going to six or this seven. This could go either six. I mean, or that seven. one, regardless, with with Tampa Bay's playoff experience. I mean, Rangers just made the playoffs last year for the first time in in a couple years, I think. Because they, I know, ever since they drafted Lafreniere, they weren't that good. Um, well, they are the Penguins' kryptonite. Yeah. Much. yeah. Yeah. Well, so far this season, anything's been the Penguins' kryptonite. Yeah. yeah. Ever since, I think they ruined. Like, I think I honestly think the Rangers potentially ruined our dynasty with yeah. with us losing in seven and twenty two. I, I, I honestly blame the Rangers for ruining our dynasty there. So I have a little bit of bias towards the Rangers. I didn't really hate them up until that moment. I still don't. I don't I know don't if I'd say them. I hate them. I don't like them, but I don't know if I'd use the word hate. They're your favorite team, you know it. Yeah, because they got a closet you're, full of Rangers. I'll say gear. they're yeah. right in the middle of the. You're not a Penguins fan. I, you're not a Penguins fan anymore. You're a Rangers fan. Oh, that's why I'm wearing the blue here. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I was gonna say like in just overall in the match, they're probably like right in the middle of like where. No, I they're, stand they're definitely bottom. They're bottom three for sure, but they're not. I think they would be like 
sixth of like my favorite teams above Washington and Philly. But not no, I don't hate that. I would hate think I'd hate them more than the Islanders, I'd say. I'm the I'm the uh, that's close. I, I think I'm the opposite. But anyways, opposite. yeah, I, I can I, I can I can see that game points. going. I can see that game going a game. That series easily going to six. I can see that being a thrilling game seven. I can oh, that's one yeah. I can see the 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 quote unquote the underdogs taking. I can see Tampa taking that one. I wouldn't really call Tampa the underdog. That's though. what I said. I said underdog. I mean, with, with as much experience as Tampa Bay has had in the playoffs, I don't think I don't think Tampa Bay is ever the underdog. No, no matter if they're no. the eighth seed or the first seed, they're never going to be the underdog. No. <clears throat> All right. So for the Atlantic, the two versus the thir- uh, three seed, Boston Bruins being the two, and Toronto being the three. So your classic, you know, original six playoff rivalry. You know, you know the history between these two teams. Oh. You know the history of Boston always getting the upper hand here. But like, oh, if that ends up happening, you know Toronto fans are going to be sweating. <laughs> yeah. especially Steve Dangle. <laughs> no, he's. I can see a Steve Dangle video just him and him screaming, "God damn it!" for five straight minutes. Him in not the... again. <laughs> I'm just afraid of that man having a pure out like heart attack or something. No, I would say that you can hear like a voiceover of like the 2013 commentary, <laughs> like the 2018, just. Both yeah. ears just yelling at him. No, he's gonna. That video is gonna be posted from a fucking hospital bed. <laughs> well, he's hooked up to an EK, EKG because when they picked him up in an ambulance, his, he, blood, he, his blood pressure was reading like 285. He over, clicks record on the video, like sucking on a defibrillator. <laughs> he's sucking? Sucking on a defibrillator, yeah. Kyle, shut up. That might be the dumbest thing I've ever said. Probably. I would wholeheartedly fucking agree. All right, and then the last, uh, the last Fred matchup. Kyle. The last, <laughs> the last matchup in the East, in the Metro, would be the number two Carolina Hurricanes versus the number three Philadelphia Flyers. That one, I. Hurricanes in four. No. Uh, I, I was going to say Canes in six. Yeah. I say six. Hurricanes right, in words right out of my mouth. Hurricanes, hurricanes in six. In five. I mean. I I give him five. I think I think I know one of us at least said this at the beginning of the season. The Flyers are one of those teams. They could finish second. They could finish seventh. You never fucking know what Philly's gonna do. That sounds like something that Bobo would say. Probably. Well, here, here's the thing. It's it's an on-off season. You know, one season they make the playoffs and they they do great. They they hold hold their names. They hold their own. The next season, they fucking was it, shit themselves. Was it in the bubble that they went all the way to the conference final? Maybe I don't know, but either, at least way, the second round. I know they won a round. round. They were in the they were they weren't in the qualifier. They were like in the round robin. I know e- that. I think they yeah. won at least a round. Yeah, but either way, like you know, the even number, like the even number of years, they do great. The odd number of years, they they finish dog shit. They're dog water, as the the kids would say. They're dog water. I think, except for twenty twenty two, I think they were also bad. But twenty twenty being the last even year that they were good, and I think they've been bad since. But I said, even even ever since then, like you never know what the Flyers are going to no. do. Mm-hmm. You never know if they're going to be second or if they're going to be eighth. So, you never know if they're going to be first well, in the first in the East or sixteenth in the East. The hard thing with the Flyers, they can even come out and play rusty, but they'll still come out to play. They could, you know, they could. So they, they'd sit. be playing again, again, playing a team like Carolina, who has recently had a lot of playoff experience. The Flyers do as a franchise, but not a lot recently. That's what you got to look at. Well, I mean, Philly again, always can't really to, say that. Cause. I mean, Philly always comes to play no matter what. They're always, they're always, you know, at bat, ready to rock and roll. 
And as much shit as we do talk on Philly, you also got to admit they are a, they are a tough fucking competitor. They're yeah, a good, they're they, a good they, team this year. They always have been. They, they, they will have be. a team there to go all the way. Really, and they, the Penguins they again. They do. No matter but, how good the Flyers are or how bad the how bad the Flyers are, the Penguins always struggle against them. Yep. And it's so like, I feel it's like, like the Sabers, the, Peng- the Penguins. No matter the Sabers have been shit for eleven years now, and the Penguins always seem to struggle against them. I just, I feel like we, as ho- collectively as hockey fans, as much shit as we talk on Philadelphia, we do got to give credit where yeah. credit is due. Like they, they're a great team this year. They, they are, that, they are it, a tough It does pain me to say, but like, you got to give credit where credit's due. Like it's yeah. they, they really go off the the, the the brand name, the Broad Street Bullies, because they that's that's the side they play. Both Philadelphia and Boston, they play that big, tough, mm-hmm. gritty team, as in that. Yeah. Like, like we might b- not, both we, teams are full of players that you would love to have on your team, but you don't want to play against. Yeah. Here's, the, here's the thing, and this is what I'm going to say. Like, they might not beat you in the scoreboard, they, but they will beat you. They will beat you physically. They will beat you up. They will physically beat the fuck out. You're, you're going to be coming off that ice with a bloody nose. You're going to be missing a couple teeth. Like, they will you, beat you up. You're gonna oh, they'll get it. They're the team to give you your fucking summer teeth. <laughs> yeah. Some are here, some are there, some are <laughs> over there. But, but either, either way, like as much like whatever. We Have talk you never about, heard me say that? But, but either way, like that—that's a team that will beat the shit out of you on the scoreboard or on the ice. They will beat the shit, shit out mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean that that game. I mean that, I can I can see Philly taking that because again, you, you never I know can. when Philly's going to show up and when they're not going to show up. But again, with recent. As much recent playoff experience as the Hurricanes have, it's going to be tough. It's going to yeah. be a fight. That's why I said it's going. They Philly will at least squeak one win. The the most they would do against Carolina is at least six. Yeah, I mean Carolina. I think did they go to the conference final last year? They yeah. did. Yeah. That's when they lost to the Panthers. To the Panthers, yeah. Yeah, they got swept for a third year in a row. And I think. And I, I, I think. I think Carolina beat. I think was it the Islanders and then the Rain <coughs> Islanders and then the Devils. Yes. I want to say. Yeah, and then they lost to the Panthers. So. Yeah, I mean that one. I can I can see that one going either way. But if I would have to make a decision right now, I would give it to Carolina, and probably six or seven. I don't I don't see it being an easy. It's oh, not going to no, be an easy God, no. I say Carolina at least either five or six. Yeah. All right, we all ready for the West. Yes, sir. Yep. Now Hit this 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 first team, it's going to be a stretch, but they're currently ten points out of the second wild card spot. With zero games in hand. Who's the that? Arizona Coyotes. They have been turning it around. They've looked now, really good recently. Now in 54 games played, the Coyotes have 50 points. They are currently 7th in the race for the, the wild card spot. Yeah. Now, now Wait, do you have like, their last 10 games stats pulled up? Uh, I know they, they are yeah. in a pretty good... Yeah, oh. <laughs> in the last 10, they're 1-8-1. Arizona? Arizona. Damn, I thought they were like doing really good. They're, they're hot and cold, as Katy Perry would explain. <laughs> they're hot and cold. They were. That must. They must be on like a losing streak now because they know for a while there that they were doing really well. Like they're during the streak when the Penguins, f- Penguins ran into when they lost, that was during like a pretty hot streak that they had. They're, they are on a four-game losing streak right now. Okay, so yeah, so previously they might have done like five and five, but for for Arizona that's pretty good. And then going going up is Calgary fifty-five, Seattle fifty-six. Minnesota at 56, Nashville 58, and then the two teams that are holding the wild card spot are St. Louis at 60, 
and Alway at 64. With Alway having the game in hand over St. Louis. I mean, a, te- a team that I think not a lot of people are talking about this year, ever since they fired their coach and got a new one, is Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. I think Minnesota has a chance to crawl, crawl back into it and, and get at least get that second spot. Yeah, they, they are four points out of a playoff spot. What, what's Minnesota but- in their last ten? Minnesota in the last ten are seven two and one yeah. with an overtime loss. Yeah, so they're 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 fighting. They're, they've been doing really good recently. They're, they're there, but it's it's good. It's tough. I feel like the two that are truly going to be really battling for that's going to come down. I know they're Minnesota, and I think Seattle are going to come down to the last two days or well, a few days. I don't, I don't see Seattle making it this year. I think they were a one and done team last year. I mean, they're not bad this year, but they're not good. I think the, I think Joey Decord is the one that's keeping them even in the conversation of games recently. <laughs> even being a what I think yeah, he might still be considered a rookie goaltender. I'm not sure. I know he has not spent much time up here in the in the bigs. But I feel like those are two. Excuse me. Um, that Minnesota and Seattle. I feel like they're going to be the ones that are going to be looking looking in to get um that final wild card spot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I feel Minnesota, like they're gonna. Yeah. I feel like they're gonna bump out St. Louis. So what would the matches be looking like right now if the playoffs so, started right now? As of right now, the, uh, the second wild card spot, St. Louis, will face the number one team in the league, Vancouver. Vancouver, yeah, that's Saban. And Colin called the shit out of that one. Mm-hmm. Weren't you the one that said Vancouver was gonna have a bounce back year? Yeah, but I, I didn't expect them to be like one, of the, if not the top yeah. team. I league. knew. I I, I, s- I said that Thatcher Demko was going to have a bounce back here. They're what, like 37, 12, and 2 or something like that? 37, 13, and 6, and they are 6, Close. 2, and 2 in the last 10. Wow. Yeah, they're pretty good. I know I said they were dead last in the in their I yeah. think I have it with the bottom. Uh, I don't remember Show of hands, did anybody fucking expect this? No. I, I think I had also, one of my hot takes, I had predicted Thatcher Demko himself to have a bounce back here, not but. Canucks to be doing as good as they are. Even like Colin just said, like he said they were going to have a bounce back year, not this good of a bounce back year. Yeah. Holy fuck. Well, it's kind of so, like... It's kind uh, of, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's kind of like a Boston thing from last year. Nobody really anticipated on them putting up a 65-win fucking season. Was it 65? That, yeah, last... Hold on. Are they... Well, like look at the stats now, the, the whole league. Vancouver's number one in the league. How many points do they 80. have then? They have 80 versus 80. the number two, Florida. But the num- uh, Florida has fi- uh, 76, with okay. them having a game in the hand against Vancouver. So Last year, Boston went 65-12-5. Still lost wow. in the first round. <laughs> just, like the 20, just like the 2020, or 2018, sorry, 2018, 2019. Followed by Lightning. Toronto at 50-21-11. Toronto was pretty good, too. But anyway, uh, St. Louis versus Vancouver. I see Vancouver sweeping Versus St. Louis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vancouver, St. Louis. Vancouver's going to sweep. And if Vancouver I'm, can keep it up, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get a sweep. Just I mean, if, if we can see the same playoff Bennington that we did back in their, their playoff run, then it might be a different story. But I'm sorry. but I don't think Bennington is anywhere nearly as good as he was in that cup run. I'm sorry. It, like With be, the baby back bitch that's keeping up with it, like, I'm sorry. I, I'm keeping that aside. But I'm saying if he, if he can play like he did in that – that cup run, it might be a different story, but if he plays like he has been the past two seasons, yeah, it's going to be a sweep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 
I mean, I might just say the benefit of the doubt. St. Louis might win one game at home. They lose what we were saying earlier. It they might, lose. It might be like a so, double or triple overtime. Yeah, so they lose it. That. You know, they lose in game three. St. Louis rallies back. They win game four in St. Louis, and then they lose five. And they lose five game five in Vancouver. Yeah. All right. The next matchup would be the L.A. Kings versus the Dallas Stars. Ooh. We've seen that. I know we've seen that matchup before. I'm pretty sure. That was yeah, Dal- the Dallas, Star- the Dallas Stars. I think it was just last year. The number one team in the Central being the Dallas Stars, and the number one wild card spot being LA. Yeah, Dallas so, is another team. I didn't expect them to do this well. Yeah. I, I'm, it, it I expect it. You think this would go to seven? This one would go to seven, but I'm gonna go. Like, I'm gonna go it, six in overtime. It, here's my thing. Like all all wins minus game seven will be like a two goal game. Yeah. Well, like a four to two or six to. I six mean, to out four. of out of any goalie on that LA roster, if you'd want to have them in net, it's Cam Talbot. Yes. Like yeah. I mean, he he has the experience too. I mean, I mean, even yeah. David Riddick, who's been backing up, he's been doing decent as well. Grant, Grant, like he might have the experience, but like I, under pressure, I I don't think I'm that Talbot. <laughs> I, I don't think Cam Talbot has the, the the true guts behind him. And but, like, still not, think, but you still think it's going to go to seven, though. Uh, yeah, but like he Cam Talbot has so, his game. So you he, think he has it? You think he has it, but you don't think he has it to get it done. He has his moments, but he's not consistent enough. You know, that's fair. I, I don't think Tam, Cam Talbot is. I almost said Tam Talbot. Tam Cam, Cam Talbot is consistent enough to carry him all the way. He's a good goaltender. Do not get me wrong. But he doesn't have the 1,000 percent. You know, See, I'm gonna carry this team all the way to the I was gonna say, if Sorry, that's that's not that's not possible. Like I said, I can't see Game Seven. I can see like a Game Five or a Game Six win in overtime, even double overtime. I can, I can see it. I, I'll say I can see it. I can't see five, five, maybe six. I can, yeah. I can see six. I, if it goes any further, it's going to overtime. There's gonna be a win well, out of Game that, Six in overtime. That's what I'm saying. At least two goal games, because not all these games are gonna uh, finish in regulation. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's gonna finish in game eight. <laughs> I'm gonna go game twelve actually. I'm up my. I was gonna say for me, I'm <laughs> game seventeen. <laughs> yeah. For game twenty nine. Do you know what's funnier than twenty four? Twenty five. I was gonna say for um for me, I'm I'm saying Dallas wins it in six. Uh, that's a really. Tough I think Dallas one. is taking it regardless. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I can see this possibly being a year where Dallas. Makes a very deep run. Twenty forty. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, what what are the other playoff matchups we'd be looking at? All right, in the Pacific, it's going to be the number two Vegas versus number three Edmonton. Sorry, Ooh. the number three Connor. <laughs> yeah, Vegas versus yeah. Connor McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> That's still going to be a really good series. Yeah. Just him. Just him, no other teammates, just Connor McDavid sitting on the bench. Was it, we see that last year? Did Edmonton lose in the first round last year? They lost in the second round, They lost I in... I want to say they lost in the second oh, round. I thought it was the first last year. No, it was the second. No, they, Edmonton and L.A. played last year. Was it Edmonton and L.A. in the first round? Yeah, and I think Edmonton prevailed, and we saw the battle of Alberta. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because they lost to the Flames, and the, yeah, they lost to the Flames. I think in five. So did games? Edmonton make it to the conference finals against Vegas? I don't remember. I thought it was Dallas. That it was. Uh, I you guys want to look it up? I can, I can grab it real quick. 
Anyway, I know we've seen this in the past. Yeah. I'd still say Vegas because they have more well-rounded. Overall. Overall, well-rounded team. So, I, I got to say Vegas. Yeah, I'm going to go Vegas in five. five. I'd say seven. Okay, v- Vegas and Edmonton in round two and Vegas prevailed. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'll split you in the middle. I'll go games. So I'll go six games. Instead of five, and Edmonton, yeah, Edmonton games. beat LA in round two, in round one, sorry, in six, oh, and then God. lost to Vegas in six in round two. Okay, I'd say seven because yeah. Va- uh, Edmonton has much better. Like, but it, not yeah, much it was better. Ve- it was Vegas and Dallas in round three. So okay, I was right then. I'm not gonna say uh, Edmonton has a much better team, but they have a more well-rounded team than what they did last year. Not saying that's gonna carry them to the third round on, but. <laughs> Again, just I mean, they're definitely going to have that fight, and then these are all realistically. If these any of these playoff matchups even end up happening, and anybody that plays Vegas is going to have that will and that fight and willpower to want to beat the champs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like no matter who they play, they're going to be fighting in every game. They're like, hey, we want to be the ones that take down the champs. Yeah. What are the other matchups we have out of that uh, division? I'm saying. Or I'm, Jeffy still, Nacro, sorry, Jeffy. I'm still kind of torn on it. I still, I'm still saying Vegas, but it's going to be either six or seven. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Vegas takes it regardless, and then that's where the, uh, and then hot take here. I guess I think that's where we're going to start seeing rumors of Connor McDavid being moved after after this playoff series loss. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but. if that is the case, then where can you guys potentially see him getting moved to? Who can, afford, who can afford him? Yeah. No, and, I swear. And, and I swear. No, no, hold on. Hold on. Dude, all, what would you do? What on. would be your reaction if you saw the Facebook notification or the NHL notification of not only McDavid signing with Detroit but signing a multi-year with Detroit? Well, it'd be a trade because I think he's still in the middle of the contract. Yeah. It, no, no. In all seriousness, like I know, like knowing Stevie Y and what he can do. Like he'd what be would able, you do? I'd shit my pants. I I you, can't say you're that gonna see Stevie Yzerman's gonna pull off Detroit Red Wings acquire Connor McDavid for Billy Huso and a half-eaten bag of Lay's potato chips, like which is gonna <laughs> be three chips at that point. Yeah. <laughs> no, looking at the scene, I was like, Vancouver has 56. There's no way they're gonna catch him. But like, Edmonton has three point uh, are three points behind Vegas with three games in hand. Oh, well, wow. if it so w- so. At this point, like the, the the rules can be reversed, and Edmonton could technically have home yeah. west advantage first uh, through the first. Round. We can now say at this point, both coaches have like championship experience, obviously, because yeah. the Oilers hired what no block, right? Yep. Where, well, no, where, not yes. Overall, you you can say that, but at the not NHL, at the NHL level, yeah, not at the NHL but, level, but but he ha- he has that he knows what it, he knows what it takes to take a team to the championship and to ha- to make a championship caliber team. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to diss no block at all. Like I, I really don't. But like, oh, but I, obviously, so does the Vegas. So does Vegas as coach. So, well, didn't he win with them last year? Yeah, the Vegas yeah. won the cup last year. Yeah. Yeah, but like, no, no block didn't you know win a Stanley Cup. He no. won the OHL Cup. So. Right, that's what I'm saying. Still, like, he has a champion. He knows how to win a championship. Yeah, but not no, at this no level. championship. No. Not, not at this level. He was. I, mean, well, I think he was what. But I think the, he was like in just like in a, a development coach in Philly before this. I think. Yeah, but like at, at this point, like I'm, I'm not trying to knock Chris. I'm not trying to knock you. But like at this point, like, not block at this point, like he, he doesn't have the knowledge. He doesn't have the experience yeah. that you know. I, think I mean, no, no, don't get me wrong. I think regardless, Vegas would win the series, regardless, but... Yeah, it's, it's going to be tr- tough for Chris and the, the Edmonton Oilers, so... Yeah. All right, and the last matchup is in the Central. 
the number two Colorado Avalanche versus number three Winnipeg Jets. Keep in mind the Winnipeg Jets are one point behind Colorado, but have four games in hand against Colorado and three games in hand against Dallas, who is 75. So technically, Winnipeg could go number one in the division. Technically. I mean, right off the bat, I'm telling you right now, I think Connor Hellenbuck deserves the Vesna easily. Yes. Yeah. Uh, without question, I think he deserves the Vesna this year. Yeah. Um, but oh, that one, I mean, I honestly, I think I would take Winnipeg there. Winnipeg has just been on another level this year. As of lately, they've been on another level. Which? Here's my, my question to you. Which blue line do you see for Winnipeg? Do you see the solid blue line in front of Connor that you've been seeing in the recent past? Or do you see like that? Oh shit! Like we're we're gonna be Swiss cheese, so that yeah. the the potent Colorado offense that drew. Oh, I thought they were playing Colorado. That's right, damn. Yeah, that that's the thing because Colorado has an amazing offense, and I'm not gonna take anything away from the them, year but, that McDavid McDa- McDa- McKinnon is having, dude. My God, it, Nathan it, McDavid. He's I think he's I think he's the number one point. I think he's the big, the number one scorer in the league right now, if I'm not mistaken. No, my Kucherov is it Kuch? Kuchin. I'm talking points, not goals. No, Kucherov's number Kuchin one. Kucherov is, is, is currently 94 points. McKinnon has 89. 89, okay. You so he, he's in the top two. I wasn't wrong to think he was high up there. Give, he, he, either McDavid, McKin- I know McDavid's crawling up there. McDavid is third right now. Is he back to third? He's mm-hmm. with, with Mc, 81. Mc, uh, McDavid's number one in point, uh, in assists, though. Yeah. No, he, I know number one, is number one in goals still Sam Ryan? Oh, or is that look. Kuch? No, that's probably Austin. Never Austin, no, Austin, Ryan Hollard, and then Kucherov. Okay. Oh, look at Paul's Artemi Panarin. It's so but, gross. But either way, what, which blue line do you see for, yeah, for I mean, Winnipeg? That that really is the design factor. I mean, for with the way Connor Helmuck is playing this year, I don't know if it's going to matter. Like He has been just been playing out of his he's, mind. He's been good, year. but like... I, I think Colorado's going to sweep Winnipeg. Oh, you think? Really? This is a seven. Again, it, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to keep referring to this. Like, What blue line do you see for Winnipeg? Do you see the amazing step up, like, let's support Connor Blue Line, or, like, hey, we have a great goaltender, Brandis. Fuck it, let's go, kind of thing. I, I do think that there, I don't even remember, I do think that there will be at least one game in that series where Helen Buck gets ran. Like, they, he gets, like, six goals on 15 shots or something and gets pulled. But so, other than that, I think he's going to carry the team, carry this team in this series. Maybe not necessarily to a win, but he's, he's going to be the main reason that the Jets are in the conversation of winning that series. So right now as it sits, uh, with Connor Hellenbuck's stats, he is oh, fuck. He is uh, 26-10-3, has a 2.13 goals against average, and a .927 save percent. So pretty much he is the 2020-2021 carry price. Yeah. And he's had three shutouts. Uh, again, the 2020-2021 carry price. Yeah. Jari's had more shutouts than <laughs> Connor Hellbuck. But then again, Connor Hellbuck, you know, his, his his Winnipeg Jets are doing much better than you know, Jari and his. I also team. didn't realize he was American born. Yeah, Hellbuck's yeah. American. I did not know that. Is he from PA or no? No, Michigan. Michigan, okay. I'm Connor's thinking of Gibson Michigan. that's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. E- Wait, what? John Gibson's from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. He's Pittsburgh born bred. Yep. There have been rumors out there. That's, that's, why, that's why he's been linked to a trade into Pittsburgh like, for his whole career, pretty much. Yeah, you did not know John Gibson was from Pittsburgh? I, know I swear we've had this conversation before. but mm-hmm. no. yeah, I, kn- 
I may have been very heavily, very heavily inebriated at that point. <laughs> Possibly. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, Win- the Winnipeg, Colorado, man, that's... That oh, Winnipeg, Colorado, that... I can see Winnipeg... I mean, I don't know why I'm thinking this sincerely when it's not even technically happening yet, but... Winnipeg, I would say, would take it in seven. I, I, get, I mean, it all depends on how the rest of the season plays out. I, I don't honestly. I, this might be the first one where I don't think I can clearly say who would win. Like I can't. <laughs> Just to make it. I would go to definitely at least go to six or seven. I don't see this being a five game, a five game stead. Mm-hmm. This regardless, Jesus Christ, got to go to six or seven. Just who's gonna win? This is like the first time I don't think I can give you a true mm-hmm. winner of this one. I just wanted to double check before. Okay. Oops! I accidentally hit record. So, uh, didn't mean to do that. But anyways, one last thing we wanted to touch on here. I know a lot of us, most of us being Penguins fans here, even Ethan, I'm sure, appreciated this one. Somebody I just wanted to bring up, get us all emotional here to end the show. Talk about that flower tribute that Minnesota did, man. Oh, my God. Dude, I was fine, and I was smiling and just happy until they brought his fucking kids out in that video. That's what did it for me. I I was so good, and then... Dude, that's when When I I started tearing up. When they brought his kids out, man... Even seeing him, you know, Sid, you know, Latang, bringing up some, like the the map, not the map. It was a painting. It was a painting of the flower yeah. and all all four franchises. And no, they, they didn't do that during the actual ceremony, but yeah, that's they, they did that. I think in the Penguins visiting locker room, they had presented that to him and and the uh, the silver uh, goalie stick. The goalie stick, and then they gave him a new helmet with all of the dude that his, helmet, full, his four teams. That helmet was so fucking cool looking. Mm-hmm. Man, it's, it, it, that one got me hard. That one got me good. I think that one got me worse than Crosby's, than Malkin's, than the Tang's. Like, that one got me. So, I know, you know how the NHL does, like, their little miniatures of, like, goalie helmets and shit? Mm-hmm. They should do, like, a limited run of those, of the tribute Marc-Andre Fleury goalie helmets. I would buy one of those in a I would spend I would, a mu- I would spend the amount of money I shouldn't be spending on that. Thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I I, do. You know what I was? I I decorate my man cave around that helmet, right? Yeah. Like I, no joke. I would decorate my man cave around that. Just around flurry, or just <laughs> just just that. Oh, how yes. the thing be the centerpiece of everything? <laughs> like I have the TV hanging up there, and then the the flurry helmets right underneath the TV as the center I point. Said, yeah, I was I was I fine got... watching that tribute until until the part of the video where his kids were talking to him. Like, oh my that's God. where I'm, I'm not crying. You're crying. I almost speaking of almost spending too much fucking money on something. Almost did it the other day. Facebook Marketplace almost fucking got me the other day. <laughs> I was scrolling through, I can't remember if it was a jersey or, I think it was actually a helmet, but it was a signed Chris Osgood helmet. Oh, really? It was a signed Chris Osgood helmet. The dude wanted like 400 bucks for it. And it, ha- and it had the certificate of authenticity with it, and I was just like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, you motherfucker. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I wanted to bring, I was scrolling through, I was like, we can't go through the rest of the show or end the show without bringing that up and just yeah. talking yeah, about it. Yeah, that was the, just the, the, like, yeah. his, the the historic is an understatement to, of a word to use, but the the incredible, miraculous career of Marc Andre Fleury. And even as and the, the fact that they chose, I'm sorry to keep cutting off, but the fact that they chose to wait to do it against the Penguins is just. I think that was that's uh, it's it's incredible, man. And you know they probably did it on purpose. They're like let's let's wait let's wait to recognize this for to do it against Pittsburgh because they know not only Minnesota fans but they knew Pittsburgh fans would appreciate the hell out of that. And it'd, it'd get them you know get them revenue and. 
No, and even as a Red Wings fan and looking at the long lineage of goaltenders that I do enjoy from present to past, I mean, it goes without question that Marc-Andre Fleury, one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. But he's, I'd, I would argue that he's top two and he ain't two. I'd argue that. <laughs> well, that's your bias showing. As Kyle, a, you might want to zip up your pants. Your bias is showing. As um, bias or not, like I would agree with I, I, I wouldn't put him top two. He's definitely top five. I'm not but if I was seeing this right, did they say that he's the only goalie that has played over 1,000 games? Or one of the one of like four, one of few, one yeah, of very few, like one of three. But in, in that video, they said he will be the he will be the last though. Uh, they they do not no see goalies long. No Knowing today's, today's league and how rough it is on goalies, like he's going to be the last one to do it. I I, I do hard agree on that I, one for sure. I would definitely put him personally in my top five. Top five, I could see that. Um, no, yeah, realistically, yeah, I'd, I'd put him probably four. Like I would, yeah, I would say four. The only ones that might be above him, I would say, again, this is me personally. I would say. Can I guess what you're gonna say? Go ahead. Wabrador Hasek. No. No. You got one of them. Just one of them. Yes. Wa. No. Brador. Yes. Okay. Uh, and this is again in no particular. So you would say Flurry's better than both Brodor and Has or Waugh and Hasek? Mainly just because I don't really care for Patrick Waugh okay. as a person. He just strikes me as kind of a jizz. He definitely is. <laughs> but and again, I never really got to experience Dominic Hasek playing. Yeah. But I would say uh, Brodor, Osgood. And it's really kind of a toss-up between somebody like Terry Sawchuk or um, Tony Esposito, Tony Esposito yeah. Grant Fear. Like, there's a couple other names that can be tossed yeah, it, in. It's just that. it's just tough to like compare people to that that day and age of hockey compared to this day. To yeah. A sixteen oh, it's a, a sixteen league compared to a thirty two team league. Like it's oh it's completely it's nearly impossible it's to compare completely the two. Different. But I'm just saying as far as like what they were to accomplish with what they had in their time playing. Yeah. I would I would e- I could confidently put Mark Andre Fleury at four. Oh. And be happy with that. Yeah. Because I mean, the man's a legend. Like yeah, there, there is there is no argument. There's no nothing. He is a le- bona fide legend. Yeah, no I doubt. guarantee you, without a doubt, um, Pittsburgh, most likely Vegas, potentially Minnesota. I'm more leaning toward Vegas and Pittsburgh retiring his. Oh, his, jersey, his jersey will be retired. Tw- Twenty nine has never been worn in Pittsburgh again. No. I can tell you that much. Definitely, no. that would be a fun game to go to. Vegas. The four numbers that are two that are upcoming are going to be eighty-seven and twenty-nine. Are for sure going to be the two numbers in Pittsburgh that will not be worn anymore once those two players are retired. Yeah. Yes. But with that, that brings us to just about the two-hour mark. So I think that's where good good place to call this for the night. And uh, yeah, boys, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And uh, appreciate y'all listening, Colin. Uh, Hit fall- us with your outro. Uh, follow us on social media. Buckbusters at Buckbusters or Buckbusters Studios. At Buckbusters on Twitter. Buckbusters Studios on YouTube. 
Facebook, Buckbuster, Instagram. Buckbuster yeah. St- Studios, I think, on Facebook. Yeah, at that point, we're out. Here's to another week. Here's to another episode. Here's to another shit show that we call <laughs> your bi-weekly Buckbusters. Until, until we meet again, we are them boys, your Buckbusters podcast. See you next time. Peace. Bye. Bye. Peace out. Bye.